big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Brought to you by Jay Michael. Fashion for everyone. Happy Thursday, Sandy. Hey, Blake and Aaron. Happy Thursday. We're just you know, sliding right through this week. Mm-hmm. What do you got for yep. us this morning? All right. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> um, I know. I was like, wait a, wait a second. What do we have this morning? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. Forgot my links. Okay. Making headlines. This just live radio. Morning. That's all. Just whenever you're ready. It's fine. <laughs> the police are warning people that they're seeing an increase in the SMS uh, phishing, phishing um, scams. Uh, there's a lot of scams going on. There was like a multi-million dollar one the other day with some fake fund or something. Listen, if you don't know people, I think the bottom line is, you know, don't accept messages from people. Uh, there are individuals who are actually targeting the Cayman Islands. This latest one involves someone trying to impersonate CNB. We've seen them before. Um, scammers claim that they're sending you um, a one-time code, the OTP, and then ask you to call a 1-866 number. And, um, you know, the number changes a lot, but the police are warning that this is a scam and never give out your password or any other bank details via telephone or email because it's not really the bank. Unless you know who they are. Mm -hmm. And, And the bank would never ask you for that information. Yeah. Yeah. So a man has been arrested in relation to thefts from uh, vehicles. So a 47-year-old man from Georgetown who's believed to be connected with a recent spate of thefts from vehicles that occurred in central Georgetown has been arrested. The police say he's charged with one offense thus far and attended court on Monday, and he's been bailed um, while further charges are being investigated. Hmm. We'll see who that is in short order. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, UCCI uh, has a high-quality, um, globally recognized reaccreditation. So congratulations to them. They have the accreditation. It's by the Accreditation Service for International Colleges. And it's a UK-based independent body that accredits colleges and universities globally for quality in different areas of operation. So they were pleased to have that um, basically reconfirmed. Congratulations to Dr. Robert Robertson and the rest of his team over at the University College of the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. Some international news. I don't know if, I'm sure you guys have seen this situation in Hawaii. Um, yeah. Several people has die, have died as a result of wildfires that are raging through Maui. Such a sad situation. As of yesterday, at least uh, six people were killed on the Hawaiian island. Um, uh, from what they say are wind six overnight. It's, what? Yeah. It's, it's gone up that much. And it's, 36, a, yeah. it's like like oh sacred land too. Mm-hmm. OMG. My wow. friend is actually about to uh was about to head over there this uh I think it was in a couple days. Was her so, flight canceled? Well, yeah, she's had to move it, but mm. oh my gosh, that's horrible. It's I mean, absolutely it's <sighs> devastating for the people there. Yeah, they're wildfires and they're not sure how they got set, but it's being fueled by a nearby hurricane, hurricane, hurricane. which yeah. is a cat four. Um, but what they're getting is those outward winds. Yeah. And so they're getting wind gusts like up to 80 miles an hour uh, in some places. And that's just fueling those wildfires. It's just kind of devastating Maui right now. Yeah. Oh, it's I saw footage and stuff and I, I just couldn't believe it. Shocking. So we'll certainly keep those people um, in our prayers and thoughts. Um, obviously, a state of emergency has been declared. 
The town has a population of 12,000 on the northwestern tip. And the governor has basically told people to get out. And I understand that a lot of the structures are like old wooden structures. So that makes it a lot worse because the fires are able to spread very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right. Those are your new bad. headlines this Thursday morning. Yeah, Dora, Hurricane Dora is not near Hawaii, but it is, uh, you know, off to its uh, south and its sustained winds at 140 miles per hour. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. It is. All right. I got to run. Catch you later. See you tomorrow on the Friday morning. All right, folks. Good morning. Bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold, hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea. And committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, older, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you. Let me introduce myself. I am the cold heart Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman, live direct it's the cold hard truth now now join the conversation on 345-936-2626 that number again is 345-936-2626 all right folks good morning good morning happy thursday Log on. Where's my peeps? Roll call. How are you guys doing? Everybody having a fantastic Thursday morning, I hope. Yes. Good morning. Let me see who's here. We got quite a few people already logging on. Miss Vernita, Miss Morna, Irvelyn is here. Diamond Princess. Good morning, Jennifer. At Miss Dean says good morning to everybody in the CMR community. Juanita Smith is here. Wee Wee, Sonia says, watching from Great Britain. Hello. Uh, Miss Damaris, I believe, from uh, Queens, New York. Alejandro from the KY, the 345. Miss Vicky says, I'm here looking. Wow, bam, you unlate to class. Say what? I'm here looking. Bam, you unlate to class, teacher. No, man. We're not late. We are here. No, what we what we did, Vicky, is um, we actually start radio at seven thirty-five now in the mornings to give ourselves a little bit of cushion because we're actually over in one hundred six first. Um, so that little connection over at one hundred six takes a couple minutes because we do like a little spilling a tea segment with their audience, and then I jump over here. So we're never late, honey. Child, we're just in time. Oh yeah, Marshall, Everton, everybody else. Good morning. Beautiful folks. I just took some um, some Dayquil because I'm still uh, fighting something, but now it's like just 
nasal. And so this morning I woke up with a lot of congestion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm supposed to be going to the dentist later today. You know, when you have your mouth open, then you can't breathe through your nose. Ugh, I'm not looking forward to that. So I'm hoping that by midday, I'll start to feel a little bit of relief from this so that I don't have an even more miserable experience at the dentist because the dentist is never fun. Ah, good thing for numbing medication though, praise the Lord, because I can't imagine back in the day when they did not even have that option available, what people suffered. <laughs> oh, we'll just yank that tooth out for you. Hold on, let's get the pliers. Ooh, honey chow. So this is Vicks Dayquil Severe Cold and Flu, and um, I'm taking it for the head congestion part. Um, oh, it's raining. Blessings from above. Look at that, I can actually see the raindrops. All right, so I just took two of these. Um, I should have gone to bed earlier last night, but we went out for a little bit. And then by the time I got home, I was like, okay, I got to do a little bit of computer work. I took a nap yesterday afternoon because I just felt like really, really drained. And some days you just got to nap. You just got to, you know. And you know when you want to nap, but you don't want to get in bed and you're just like, okay, if I just veg out on the sofa, the sleep will come. Well, that's me, honey chill. All I had to do was turn on the TV, put it on ID, investigation discovery, about who murdered who. Yes, it was like a marathon of, of people who poison people. And of course, they always get caught. And I was like, okay, turn that on, lay my head back and snooze. And then I woke up to get some water or something. And then next thing I know, DJ Yo-Yo, I was actually getting into the shows like, ooh. How did that murder get solved? First of all, let me tell y'all something. Poison tends to be um, normally women. I feel like women use poison as a means of killing people <laughs> because, you know, some women are not quite as violent. I mean, killing somebody is a violent thing to do, but they do it in a much more nefarious way. And so there was this one woman who's trying to kill her husband for the insurance money. So crazy. She actually had gotten a million dollar payout from her previous husband who had died like a car accident or something. And then the new husband wanted his hands on her money. And she's like, no, when they were always fighting over this payout. So um, everybody knew that they were having these fights over this money. So her solution, instead of just like divorcing the man or leaving him, I guess maybe he would have gotten, would he have gotten 50% of her settlement? I don't know. But anyway, her solution was, oh, I'll just kill him. <laughs> I'm thinking, what? So she ends up poisoning the man. This is back in the 90s. So yeah, she poisoned him and they eventually they eventually caught up with her. It took him a minute though. Um, and in fact, they had to um, exhume his body at some point, like five years later. So it took them a while. Like they knew he was poisoned, but he was in like construction work. So they were looking for the source of the thallium and they couldn't quite find it. And she was kind of smartish and that she gave her daughter and herself a non-lethal dosage. So when they tested them, it was also in their system. So that kind of like a red herring, like you kind of, not a red herring, what's the opposite of a red herring? But you know what I mean? It kind of puts them off the trail a little bit because you think, oh, well, if the other family members also have it, there must be some sort of a contaminant in the household that's causing this. So, you know, it's not murder. But his levels were like 900 times the lethal dosage. So it was it was kind of obvious that somebody was trying to kill him. And so five years later, um, an eyewitness 
who was in the hospital with him. Apparently, she administered the final lethal dose um, in the hospital when he was there trying to, you know, they're trying to cure him. She took him a thermos with iced tea and it was laced with it. And um, she gave them some story about how, because they found the thermos and they knew the thermos was kind of like the source of it. So she said, oh, yeah, you know, he wanted to, his coworker was leaving and he wanted like a pizza party in the hospital. Something that to me, I was like, huh? So anyway, she took him pizza and whatever because he requested it. Five years later, the guy who was in the hospital with him gave them a statement to say, that's not actually what happened. Like she showed up with the pizza and whatever, nobody asked for it. Her husband didn't ask for it. And in fact, he was really surprised as was I to um, have her show up at the hospital being all nice and whatever. And then that night he was in excruciating pain and uh, he pressed the, the code red button to say, oh, come get my roomie. He's probably dying. So the police didn't have that little bit of contradictory information. Five years later, they got it and they said, huh, now that is interesting. And so then they um, they ended up exhuming his body because then what they realized that they could do is they could test his hair for uh, to determine how long he was actually being poisoned for. And so things that are at the very root would have happened within like a 24-hour period or whatever. And so, yeah, they were able to determine that the fatal dose that he finally got, like, you know, because she's doing it for a little while, was actually in the hospital. And the only person that was giving him anything in the hospital other than hospital staff were her. So, boom, case solved. And I think at that point, they actually got her to admit it. Like, she finally admitted it. And then, you know what's so crazy? She only got, like, 10 years or something ridiculous. I'm like, she got out was able to live her best life. I don't know what kind of relationship she had with her daughter after the daughter. Oh, but she, the daughter wouldn't have been for that. That would have been the stepfather. Oh, well, I don't know. But anyway, you know, she got out and continued to live her best life. I was like, how do you kill somebody and only get 10 years? Like deliberately kill somebody, murder. Ugh. Anyway, enough of my investigative discovery. I love that channel. Anybody else loves it but me? Mm -hmm. Morning, Joseph. Um... It makes me sit there and think of, of possibilities. Not, not, let me rephrase that. Not of how to kill anybody, but just like, you know, you always try to solve it along with the detective. Like when you're going through it, like, hmm, who's the killer? Who done it? Most cases, it's people very, very close to you, honey chill. Joseph is in the house. Miss Rosemary is here. Miss Bonnie. Um, Everton says, try some nasal spray. My girlfriend was telling me about this one that she used, Flozenex or something. I probably have it in my arsenal of like medication, but I hate doing anything with my nose. Like I, I can't spray things up my nose. Like it's just so uncomfortable. I am not that person. You know, some people when they're sick, they can like really clear their throat themselves. I cannot do that. To me, it just, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you. I just can't do it. So it just has to drain on its own. And I just blow my nose. That's the most I can do. Gareth uh, says, blessings and fireworks from above. Oh, yeah. Mr. Goodluck, how you doing, honey chill? Uh-huh. Swanka in hand, he says. Morning, Miss Dabby. Alejandro is here. Uh, <laughs> Alejandro says, I can't sleep sometimes knowing what a woman is capable of. Oh, Alejandro. It's anybody, really. Um, not just women. Men kill people all the time. 
Uh, they tend to do it a little bit different, though. Although there's one one of the cases, there's like a marathon of poisoning deaths. One was a man as well. He poisoned his uh, wife and somebody else in the family. Like two people died within a month. So he was on a roll. Hello, Jim. <laughs> Jim says, don't give anybody any ideas. Lord have mercy. Uh-huh. Yo-Yo says he's getting his morning started while making breakfast for the little ones. Nice. At Marshall says that's most likely the case on these shows, people killing for money or child custody. Boy, the reasons that motivate people to do things, it's like unbelievable. A lot of times it's simple. The insurance money is is so enticing. And, you know, I think it's more than that because obviously you didn't love the person or you didn't really care that much because I can't imagine some of the insurance policies like $250,000, $300,000. Like one woman she ran through in the first five months after the guy's death, she went through like over $200,000. I don't know what she was spending it on. But I'm like, you know, that proves my point that the money isn't going to last very long. You're going to be broke again in no time, especially when you come into windfall like that and you didn't really earn it. So you just splurge and whatever. Um, so, you know, it's not even going to be worth it from a financial perspective. It's just crazy. Good morning, Richard. Felicia's here. Mm-hmm. Marshall says, sounds like K-Man. You don't get much time in jail for killing people. Yeah, some people get like little to nothing. It's pretty crazy. Um, Everton and Olivia in the house. Uh, Thomas Russell is here. Says more Cubans in East End this morning. Oh, no. Really? Did they land? Because the other 10 that I was telling you guys in the BRAC the other day, they didn't land. They left. Um, Yeah. They ended up leaving. Said that they were fine and we waved at them. I wonder if it's those same ones, though. Because would it have taken them that long to get from Cayman Brock? I guess it depends on what they're on. But um, they tend to run into trouble. Yeah, tell them this is still the Cayman Islands and they can keep on pedaling. I know that sounds horrible, doesn't it? Oh, Lord. I, uh, you know, the ungrateful ones make it bad for everybody. Good morning, Julian. How are you? Hey, Robert. How you doing, honey, Jim? So, um... A bit of, uh, oh, you know what, Jim? Jim is, Jim said, did you ever get yourself in Navage nasal care? Guess what? It's still in the box. A uh, week before last, when our cousins came, they brought me one because I've been talking about it forever. And they're like, what do you need? I'm like, eh, I don't need anything. But I was like, oh, you know what? I've been meaning to order this and never got around to ordering it. So they brought one for me and I've still not opened the box yet. Because again, I'm a little bit squirmish with certain things. And doing that is going to be one of them. But I think I, I just have to get used to it, I guess. Uh, some come, honey child, same come. So somebody says, yes, it's the same ones. It's the same Cuban. See, I told y'all. They would like trying to navigate and still never went anywhere. Um, tell them, you know, if they don't need our help, they can keep going. We can give them some fresh water. And they can try their luck trying to make it to Miami. Chances are now, though, if it took them a day and a half to get here, or that'd be two days now from Cayman Brack to here. We're probably going to have to take them on board. Hmm. Uh-uh. Morning, Paul from Bermuda. Uh, Richard, how are you? I'm not coming up on YouTube. Well, it says 75 people are watching on YouTube, so that's weird. Um, you're in the WhatsApp group, Richard. Did you click directly on the link that I sent out this morning? Try that and see. 
what happens um alejandro says i don't think this island can handle any more migrants too many problems well honey chill we'd have sent some back so i guess we've made space for these now mm -hmm. somebody said if i want an inhaler no you can't share things like inhalers uh sometimes if i have a really persistent cough um in the past i have been prescribed a inhaler to open up the airwaves but on the, in this case, the cough is a little bit there, but it's more the nasal congestion that I'm having to deal with. So I think I just need to, uh, somebody said to me, what you need is you need to do to what people would do, go in the ocean, honey child, and dunk your head in the ocean water and the saline and salt and everything else will just drain you right out. And I'm like, ugh, ugh, true, but ew. I don't help myself. Um, oh, so we're bringing those on board. Thomas, he said there's a lot of police on site offloading them. Mm. What a hot mess, honey chill. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're not the most grateful people in the world, I must say. By and large, um, they really have... Um, take some pictures for me if anybody's out there, but... Yeah, they really have, um, <laughs> oh my God, these people, oh my God, today's topic, honey, mm -mm -mm. we coming right up on that one. So <laughs> y'all make me laugh. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of them, listen, I've been a immigrant in somebody else's country and I think the least you could do is respect the country that is actually helping you or go home. You know, the, the day I kind of felt like I didn't really have a breakup with America when I left. I mean, I was still like, yeah, you know, I'll come back maybe at some point. I don't feel that way now. <laughs> Things have gotten a lot worse. But, um, you know, I always felt like if there, if there was a day that came that I felt a particular way about the U.S., I'm like, I'm not an American citizen. Get your bag packing and get going. It was as simple as that. Get out of here. So, you know, I, I maintained a certain um, amount of respect for America when I lived in their country and for Americans, you know, up to a certain point. Now, now these days, I hardly have any respect for what I see going on on the political front. But, you know, you, you gotta, you don't go to somebody else's country and be causing havoc and protesting and demanding stuff that you can't even demand in your own country, child. Uh -uh. Um, the one guy, Javier, is so disrespectful. I mean, he people are messaging me on a daily about the stuff that he says about our government and other things. I really hope that they um, will be in a position when it's time to review his political asylum to pull it from him and send him packing. He actually said that in his most recent tirade that apparently... Um, because his daughter was born here, she's entitled to be a Caymanian. I'm like, dude, try to understand the laws of the country that you're in. That's not what the law says. That's your opinion, but that's factually not correct. So, um, you know, dude, you just get over it. She is not a Caymanian. And at this rate, the way in which you are operating, she will never, never be a Caymanian. 
Um, in fact, someone was telling me that his wife, the Dominican lady, has several other children in DR that she has essentially abandoned. She has a son and a daughter, really cute. Somebody sent me their pictures, cutie patooties. That she's essentially abandoned to be able to stay in Cayman and hold on as long as she can to um, get her papers. The last time she saw them was in 2018. I can't imagine just abandoning your children to be able to get immigration status in another country, but I guess her theory is, well, if she ever gets it, then she'll be able to bring them here as well. Um, but you see, they don't understand that she doesn't get, Erica doesn't get asylum rights off of Javier. And that's what they've been arguing about this whole time. Oh, he's obtained asylum, so she should get it. But that doesn't even make any sense. Because the way in which you get political asylum, the entire application process, it's based on very specific criteria. And the specific criteria have to do with um, you claiming that if you return to your country of um, origin, or in this case, Cuba, that you will be persecuted. She doesn't have that problem in the Dominican Republic. They're not a communist government. So anytime she wants to leave, she can go back to DR. And in fact, she can take Javier with her. Javier actually has options of uh, residence and abode elsewhere in the world. So I think that, and I'm praying that that's one of the criteria for revoking one's political asylum and um, that that soon come for this man because he has disrespected our country on so many levels that he does not deserve one piece of paper that says he has anything linked to Cayman. He doesn't deserve any you giving him food vouchers anymore. He doesn't deserve any of that as far as I'm concerned. This man has just gone overboard. Somebody says asylum and asylum is for the individual. Yeah. So I don't know how she thinks, oh, you come marry an asylum person and all of a sudden you get asylum. Why would you get asylum? Logic. It defies a lot of people. That 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 makes zero sense. That don't make no sense, Bobo. What what's the equivalent of Bobo in, in Espanol? Try and tell Javier. No, 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 no. Papi, that don't make no sense. That's local. Yeah. So um in the meantime, he was arrested. Uh, hopefully that'll go against his application as well. He keeps making these public um, videos, you know, disparaging our government and cursing and carrying on. And um, this is what he said in his most recent one. Somebody sent me this. I, I don't listen to him, but this is what somebody sent me. They said now he's going too far. He just stated that he doesn't care, not care what the Cayman Islands people has to say. They cannot condemn him. The Cayman Islands hateful nationals cannot condemn him. And this person says, listen, I'm a Caymanian. If I go out there and hurt this man today, I will be arrested. But I cannot sit down and allow him to insult me as a Caymanian any longer. I want to hear what our premier and members has to say on this. I also want the past governor to explain how it is he can sign off on a document giving Javier's wife a free pass to work in Cayman without a permit. 
Because remember in the end, that was the, um, when they claimed that they were out there protesting and whatever, that was the compromise is that she gets some kind of permit uh, from the governor where she is able to work. Hopefully that is revocable. And um, yeah, like it's, it's ridiculous. You know, people, people don't get to come to this country and hold us hostage with their antics like this. And like I said, antics that would never fly in Cuba. What is Fidel's brother's name, Raul? Raul would have him strung up by his legs and tutus and thrown in jail. Not because of anything like political per se, but because you can't act the fool in this country and in, in, in Cuba and go on like this and think that there'll be no consequences. Um, apparently he went on to say that his daughter is born here and she is right. Um, she is a Caymanian. No, she's not. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Uh, this needs to be explained. Being born here doesn't make you a Caymanian. She has to apply for her papers when she comes of age. Apply for which papers? She's not entitled to any. Again, his asylum status does not pass on to the daughter. And the wife is not a Caymanian. So on what basis would the daughter be applying when she's an adult or comes of age? She can't apply. She has no legal status here at all. Um, the person goes on to say, in my mind, I think he feels as if his daughter gets papers, him and his wife going to get off the child. And he needs to, he needs to ha have it explained in many different languages for him to understand that the child takes the nationality, uh, the mother's nationality by birth. That's right. The child is Dominican. And as the father, he can go and apply for the child to get Cuban status if the Cuban government will allow him to do so. But he's a hot mess. All over the place, cursed out the Cayman's government, calling them names. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um, somebody with a little bit more Spanish knowledge than me says, Bobo is Pepe. Um, the, and they go on to say, that's a marriage of convenience, clearly. Do not pass go. Do not collect Cayman status or asylum. Um, the wife, not even so, what? The wife, not even so howdera. <laughs> yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Caramba. Okay. So this other person says, good morning. I see the memo. Didn't get out that we don't want them here. Oh, I see the memo. Didn't get out that we don't want them here, mess. Javier needs to go out there and tell them not to stop here. No bueno. Uh, um, provide that. FN fool with the section of the law that says his picnic head belongs to a DR. Oh, his picky head belongs to a DR mother equals DR child. They're like, yeah, he just not understanding the laws. But his lack of understanding of the laws doesn't give him a right to be protesting in our streets and insulting our government and our people. Shut up. It's a good thing I'm not in charge of nothing called immigration. Because, but you know, to the credit of our immigration officers and so on, they follow the law. And the law is pretty clear on this point, Javier. You should try reading before you go in the streets and protest and open your mouth and make yourself look like a tonto. I'm just saying. RD says it is the culture in Cuba to depend on the state for everything. It is. Um, and I don't mean to insult Cubans, but it is. So I'm not surprised to hear um, them demanding to be taken care of by our government. Not sustainable here. 
I told y'all we have family in Cuba. And um, when they came, they, they're Caymanians, you know, generations down, whatever. But when they came to Cayman, one is a qualified school teacher and everything. And when they came to Cayman and they could get, um, you know, their, their, like, basically they could just come and they were able to work. They're Caymanians, you know? Guess what? They couldn't stay in Cayman. <laughs> nope. They were like, um, oh, no, we're not used to working for things. This is what my aunt and other people told me. I was like, what do you mean you're not used to working for things? How do you get stuff if you don't work for it? Well, as RD just said, <laughs> in Cuba, the government gives you everything. The first trip, remember, Denny, when you and I went to Cuba and we heard the little guy um, who wanted to marry me off the first time he saw me, buying me flowers when we went to dinner. Um, he was explaining, he was a translator for the Cuban government. And so him and his friend, I don't even remember how we found them, but anyway, we found them and they kind of escorted us around and we went out to dinner and he was asking me about my marital status right away and this and that. I was like, dude, step off. I'm not here to find no wife. You're not going to be jumping on me, honey chill. No marriage is a convenience round. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> oh, Denny, I don't know if you remember that trip, but what a mess. Mm-mm-mm. Remember the transvestites that you were attracted to on La Rampa? And I was like, Denny, leave those. And I put it in quotes, leave those women alone because they're not women. Denny wouldn't believe me. He's like, no, man, look how good they look. I said, mm-hmm. you want to get something looking good, all right, but they're not going to be what you want. I'm telling you, leave those Cuban transvestites. No, they're women. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to Auntie Sandy and you can find out. You can get women, all right. But anyway, the translator was explaining certain things to us, like how they get an allocation of like, like kids up to the age of five get like milk and cheese or they get guarantees of certain things that the government thinks that they need. Every family gets like a bag of rice for the month. And, you know, you get these rations basically. And so some people get very, very used to that ration system. And so, yeah, there's no motivation for them to really work because they think that that's what governments are supposed to do. I mean, you grew up your whole life getting rations. Even when the Cuban government is hurting, they might cut back on the rations, but you know, they still give them a little something here and there and whatever. Um, especially when Russia was helping them back in the good old communist days, they um, would supply their people with, you know, they, they don't eat beef as much. So beef is more of a, like a delicacy and they were saving the cows. Some of the biggest cows I've ever seen in my life are in Cuba. They're saving them for cheese production and milk and so on. Um, so yeah, even when our cousins came here, they wouldn't stay in Cayman because they're like, oh, they're not used to this. They're not used to like struggling. Like when I mean struggle, I mean, they're not used to hustling to work and pay their bills. And so I was like, how, how else do you pay? I mean, I don't understand. Yeah. And they kind of have that mentality. So RD, I totally agree with you because we've experienced it even in our own family with the Cuban side. And I found it so bizarre. Because again, if you're not raised up like that, like, listen, I was, when I was in middle school, I was hustling. I was selling candy bars <laughs> to my fellow students trying to make a couple bucks. I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit and I've always been hustling, selling. I remember when I came back to Cayman, my dad um, had Top Taste Restaurant and I went in there one day and I said, but dad, why don't you have any desserts? And he's like, desserts? Caribbean people, I need to know desserts. I'm like, I beg to differ. After you have this 
carb-loaded meal. Clearly, you need some sweets to kill you off. <laughs> so he was like, eh. So I started making stuff. I started making my my cakes and my brownies. And child, they were like selling off like hotcakes. People loved it. And then he was asking me, oh, can you make some more? So I was always on the hustle. Back in the day, I was like selling those big clunky cell phones when I first came back. I'm like, oh, you guys, you guys don't have reasonable cell phones. I mean, this was back in like the mid 90s. So it's still the really big Nokias. And I was like, oh, I can get them at a deal and still make a profit. And I said to my dad, I need some seed money. And he was like, okay. I was always hustling something, you know, but that's how you grow up, right? In America, you know, I, you, I wasn't getting a hand from anybody. It's like, you got to work if you want something. So um, I find it peculiar when I hear this guy telling me about how the Cuban government, like basically gives people all this stuff. And I'm like, hmm, but what do they take from you in order for you to get it? Because as you know, there's no such thing as a free meal. Hmm. RD says, trust me. Our enforcers have no balls and will grant him the right to stay. They only go to the nth degree when it's Caymanians and they need to make a decision on watch and see. Well, maybe we should all start a little protest um, of our own, like a petition to have his, when he's up for renewal for that asylum, to have that removed. I mean, I'd be the first to sign it. I don't know how much weight it would carry, but, you know, he's in a community where he's not wanted. We don't want him here. Even the Cubans don't want him here, if truth be told. Uh, Alejandro says he's being misinformed and ignorant, and ignorance in the, to the law excuses no one. Absolutely. Yep. Morning, Amanda. Says we need to ask the governor what kind of document he granted her so that she doesn't need a work permit. Uh, let me see if I can inquire, and, and more importantly, well, the governor is no longer here, but um, or that governor, I should say, more importantly, I want to know whether or not that, whatever that is, if that is revocable or, you know, how does that work? Let me ask the powers that be. Uh, Javier's wife. Yeah. So he's always coming for me and, and Noel because we speak out publicly on the shenanigans that he's up to. But TD, Bobo, Pepe. Uh, I don't care. Okay. Uh, make sure you understand that this is actually my country. You're not a Caymanian. And so in my, um, my best, uh, you know, Spanish, how do I say, um, I don't care. Um, somebody help me out here. You, you just don't matter. This, this is, this is Cayman. Go back to Cuba. Go to DR. I hear DR isn't really that bad. You'll be fine there. Go protest to their government and see how you get on. Dean says the supermarket will be happy to hear about these Cubans. That means lots of food vouchers. Huh. Uh, that's what I'm talking about, Sandy. Ungratefulness. Yes, Miss Morna. Jim and says, how much... Uh, is this Cuban national costing the people of the Cayman Islands? Well, honestly, I don't know if the FOI would tell us him specifically. Um, you know, but you know, he he gets his food vouchers, claims no no me importa. See that you're not important to me. See, tell it, tell him, tell Javier. But um, 
I suspect he gets food vouchers, free rent. I don't know what else we're giving him, honey chow. Johan is in the house. He says, Auntie Sandy, we agree on things, this topic today. Well, glad we can agree on something, Johan. Um, Alejandro says, I'm with you on this one. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Miss Joy, joining us from Texas. Johan says it's time for the authorities to revoke his asylum status and allow him to try his life elsewhere. Um, every person who conducts themselves in this manner should be invited to try their luck elsewhere. That will give them the happiness they seek. And here's the thing. There has been a material change in his circumstances. This is a little legal jargon, legal jargon now, folks. This is where that law degree pays off. Because there has been a material change in his circumstances, I personally do not believe he no longer is entitled um, to political asylum. Did I say that right? I, I believe he's no longer entitled to political asylum because now he has an option. When he was just a Cuban national not married to Dominican, he had, in theory, no other options. Now he has an option to go to DR. So let him go to DR. That, that's a ground on which he could lose his asylum, if you ask me. A material change in circumstance, because now he can go somewhere else. So the only question I have is, when is that um, going to be reviewed? DR, airport, right there, so waiting for you, son. But he claims that we're holding him hostage because he wants to go to the United States of America, knowing full well that we cannot just put him on a plane to Miami and be like, here, America, take him. You know? So um, the street name is called La Trampa. No, no, no. No, La Rampa is um, right there by that hotel because it's like a ramp or whatever. They call it La Rampa. It's, uh, I forget what the name of the hotel is now, but it's not La Trampa. I don't know who La Trampa is. <laughs> or what that is, but it's it's La Rampa. And it's like there's a, a ice cream parlor, like very close by. Uh, First Lady says, boy, oh boy, hustling is my life. Yeah, when when that's all you know, that's all you know. Uh, Lavana says it's true about Cubans, but my sister-in-law is one of the few that loves to work and she is a hard worker about beef, if you kill a cow over there, you get a life sentence because, as you mentioned, the cows are used for milk, et cetera. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a, uh, considered quite a commodity. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, well, Alejandro says, oh, no, Sandy, you sound like you had a school ways like me. You sure you paid attention in class or only the classes you liked? No, no, no. I was a very good student. You had to be. Um, and I tell you what, by the time high school, well, junior high school and high school rolled around when you realized that grades mattered or you had to shape up, I was like, oh, let me get in study mode, honey, chill. Because if I don't get good grades, it means you can't get into good university. It impacts everything. It's like a trickle down effect after that. So um, I was very, I had a good, good study habits. I was militant, in fact, with my study habits, believe it or not. Very, very, very disciplined in high school in particular. Mm -hmm. 
That's why I was in all those AP classes. And I didn't, I wasn't in a household where I had other people who could actually help me because my aunt obviously didn't have a college um, degree or anything like that. So she couldn't help me with anything. And my cousin, who's 10 years older, he was about as, as useless as a, as useful as a um, mosquito on a rainy day. You just want to slap him. Because he's one of those people for the last 30 years, he's supposed to have been working on that college degree and can't get it all now, honey, jail. So he wasn't useful to anybody um, in that regard. So DJ Yo-Yo says they need to pack up and go to DR. She's from there and um, her husband. So take Javier with her and leave the island. Very ungrateful and disrespectful human uh, um, being. Go DR. This brother's sick in his head. Mm -hmm. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Um, now can't even get that due to embargo and sanctions. Cuban government is broke. Oh, well, you know, like I said, what he should be doing is protesting in his own country and trying to make changes in his own country. That would be the thing to do. Johan says, K-Man cannot be for everybody. It's okay to say no and move on. People that are of poor character fail to integrate and show lack of respect for Caymanians in our country, culture, history, and the way of life. Caymanians must come first. You know, one of the amazing things, Johan, uh, he goes on to say that CIG needs to look after multi-generational Caymanians, particularly seniors, children, and those who are struggling to survive or live below the poverty line before any assistance is given to foreign nationals. Hashtag just saying. Um, when I did the Cayman Voices interview with Susie, it really occurred to me how there was a time when um, foreigners came here and they integrated at a different level. Go back and listen to that interview and hear what she said. When they opened up um, Tortuga uh, Club in East End, she's like, we we only hired Caymanians and we worked with them. And, you know, maybe they didn't come with all the confidence and skill set or whatever. And, you know, she helped to build them up. She's like, no, you can do this. You can talk to tourists. There's nothing to be afraid of because they're like, oh, no, they're not from East End. I can't talk to them. She's like, yes, you can. You know, help them, you know, where she, and she's like, we integrated into the community. We became part of the East End community. And you hear her speak fondly of um, Miss Cleo and her brother, Frank, and others in East End. And you get the sense that Miss Susie was so integrated into the culture, into the community. She's like, Miss Cleo was like my big sister, like my mother at times. You know, she even got teary eyed when she was um, talking about Frank and talking about some of the older heads who have recently, Frank's son recently passed away. And that really impacted her because to her, these people were family. And I said, wow, you know, I was, as I was sitting there um, listening to her, it occurred to me, my, 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 how times have changed. Unbelievable. Marina, good morning, says I saw him this past weekend in East End on a kayak with his child on board. That should have been his journey back to his homeland. <laughs> we would be much better without people like him, ungrateful piece of crap. Uh -huh. No importa, uh, Alejandro says, and Vanessa says, no me importa, si. Uh -huh. Morning, Aliano. You're late to class. Better late than never. 
Uh, Iva admits that she's late, so she's willing to sit in the back of the class. Um, Romilia, you know, Romilia um, habla español también. Sí. Mm -hmm. She's here, honey chow. Her Spanish is actually pretty good. Uh, Noli's in the house. Noli says that he needs to return back to Cuba. If our country and laws are so bad, no one is keeping him here. Go home and fight for freedom. Touche. I mean, I could not agree more. Oh, La Trampa is slang for tra Oh, well, well, we were on La Rampa. La Trampas were on La Rampa. <laughs> Damien says now you can get beef in Cuba. Always just have to have the connection to the black market. They eat a lot of pork. Um, that's how they survive. You have to skimp off the top to make extra money. Well, I don't know about that because, like I said, our our, our cousins they were like, um, oh, can you get uh, you know, their, their English was a no bueno, uh, so they'd be like, um, can you get the phone? You do this, you you swipe, you do this. So that's like the iPhones and you know the new fluting phones that you, you know, touch whatever a couple years back, because oh, her her nephew, her grand nephew or something wanted this phone, and then she's begging us for it over on this end of the pond and we're like you want iphone and Cayman? you go work for iphone <laughs> nobody don't give you an iphone you know one family member is like i don't even have a smartphone i got a little dingly nokia but no no swipe no nothing here you go you want one of these no 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 he want phone like this we're saying oh yeah but he must go out there and work so he can get some money and do the same thing with his money that's how it works but shall yeah, beg, beg begging culture no, sir. Um, they are uh, mm -mm, different. Very, very different. But I find that, and not to pick on Cubans, I don't think it's specific to Cubans. It's a lot of countries, uh, a lot of Cuba, uh, a lot of nationals where you're on that end of the totem pole, just like Caymanians. Some Caymanians survive now off of begging, you know, and they don't know any other way because that is how they're being raised. Not to get out there and hustle and try a little honest thing and work, but you know, same same thing. You know, they're Jamaicans who do it too, right? Uh, Colombians they get in relationships with people and they feel like you're supposed to be taking care of them, and you know they're going to be begging lifestyle off of you, and that's why we have so many marriages of convenience as well. Shout up and scoping social media. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. The marriages of convenience are so, oh my God. Some of y'all keep marrying the same people over and over again. If you're like on your fourth or fifth marriage to Jamaican and it hasn't worked out for you so far, try something else. In fact, you don't need to be with nobody. Just be by yourself, right? It's like a revolving door. And especially when these women are mothers, I'm thinking you bringing all these men in and out of your children's lives. Like what message do you think? you are sending to your kids. A relationship lasts one year, two years, if you're lucky. And they get married so quickly. This is my thing. I'm like, hold off on the marriage. But shall they be jumping into these nuptials like it's nothing. Mm -mm -mm. And you know that that's a marriage of convenience. Come on now. He looking to step up off of you. Damn donkey. No, sir. 
And some of these girls are so pretty. When I look at Caymanians, right? I'm like, girl, you can do better than this. Look at this man. He's so fugly. I mean, not that looks is everything, but it should count for something when you got rolled over and look at somebody in the middle of the night. Lord Jesus. Ugh. No, sir. Y'all got to do better, man. Jeez, peace. So disappointing when I see it. I'm like, again? You going to get married again? Are you kidding me? It has to be like a limit. <laughs> Ugh. Damn. Y'all can fall into lust so quickly. Wow. I was watching a little, um, not an episode, because I don't really watch 90 Day Fiance like that, but sometimes I watch YouTube videos. And there's this Filipino lady, um, I guess on this season, she is dating um, a guy who is hearing impaired. He's deaf. And um, so they have to have a translator so that they could, I mean, most times there's a language barrier already. So in this case, they have both a language barrier and she doesn't know sign language. So they have an interpreter there and the interpreter doesn't always interpret things quite the same. So she was saying that she needed some money to fix up her mother's house, but she feels really bad because she doesn't want to, you know, him to think that she's begging him. And I'm like, well, you kind of are. But again, when you have someone who comes from, you know, this kind of poverty stricken environment, what they know in life is they need to find somebody who is better than them on the economic status that can pull them up. And that happens a lot right here in this country as well. I think for her, like she might genuinely like this guy, but you know, would she like him if he had no money and he was broke and deaf and whatever? I doubt it. She likes him because she's like, oh, you have a job. She was saying, you know, I used to work, but since the pandemic, she hasn't been able to find a job. I mean, she does seem willing because he was like, you know, if I help you get a job, will you work? And she's like, yeah, you know, she wants to work. But, you know, some of these fools around here, you just letting these men use you in more ways than one. I mean, girls. Ugh. Um, and men. Because the men are, are letting a lot of the Dominicans and other women use them as well. So let's not, and, and Filipinos, so let's not leave them out of the equation. There's a whole new bag of tricks going on with my Filipino friends. I'm watching y'all um, where you find older men, seamen um, who are easy for the pickings. And, you know, the Asian culture being what it is, they, they're very good at placating uh, men in particular and giving you what you want, you know, they're going to take care of you. And there's nothing wrong with that. But just know that if you had nothing to offer them, you wouldn't be getting taken care of. That's all I'm saying. So don't mistake it for love. Understand what it is, that this is a marriage of convenience. You're going to be able to give her a lifestyle, put her in a house, make her drive a nice car, et cetera, et cetera. She's going to get access to your pension fund. She's going to get access to your Siemens benefits and um, live this luxurious life compared to what she would have been living in the Philippines. So that's the convenience. That's the trade-off right there. Mm -hmm. Someone was telling me a story recently about a gentleman. And I've and I given too many descriptions because you're all going to be able to figure, figure, this, figure this out. His wife died quite tragically. And within a couple months, there's a Filipino already in the house moving in and whatever. And the daughter had to be like, oh, no, honey, cha, you get the hell out of here. 
and had to tell her father, hello, you're not going to disrespect my mother's memory like this. I was like, you go, girl. You tell that. You tell your dad about the real deal is around. Yeah. I was like, damn, like, you think these men are smarter than this? And it's like, they're not that smart. Oh my gosh. When it comes to getting a little tumbling between the sheets or a woman who claims she's going to take care of you, men and women apparently are really, really stupid. They will give away the family farm to people that they don't even know. I was like, oh, honey, child, y'all need to do better. Oh my God. No, RD says it's not the look so much um, as much as it should be about education. These people, uh, women will pick up a man with a primary school level education, just show that a lot of her people desire no future. Well, that too is literally the entire package. They have nothing to offer. Now, I'm, you know, part of me is like, I kind of get it. I was almost in a situation like this one time. You know, you really like the person and you're trying to see, uh, you know, that although they might not have an education, there's a potential there. Like we all have started from somewhere, right? So if they have the potential, they want to get an education, they want to, you know, have an honest hustle. You're like, maybe we could make it work. And then RD, I came to the conclusion for me, I'm not going that low. Like I can't start that low. I'm sorry. I've done too much work on myself in my life to come up a little bit, right? Not that you think you're better than anybody, but when you lower yourself to try to bring somebody else up, mm -mm, I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it. I got to find somebody. This this is in my mind what the Bible talks about being of equal yoke. I got to find somebody who is in the same kind of category. You know, they've already done and proven that they can do something. Because if you spent 40 years of your life accomplishing nothing, why am I, and this is the, the illogical thinking that sometimes we fall into, why do I think that all of a sudden I'm going to be able to be the catalyst to help you achieve anything? You haven't done it yet, which kind of says a lot about you. The only thing these men have been out in the streets achieving is having all these children by all these different women. And so, you know, one of the first questions I always ask people when I was on the market is, how many children you have? And by how many different women? You know, one guy actually lied about a child that he has. He told me about two that were in Colombia. And the one that he has right in Jamaica with a Jamaican woman he was in a relationship here with lied about that one. And I thought, wow, a man that would deny his child is not the kind of man that I would ever want to be in a serious, serious relationship with. What I eventually found out, I'm like, dude, you're stupid. First of all, this is a key man. You can't hide nothing for real. And you would, you would be the kind of father that would deny having a child right next door? I was like, no, sir. That is, that is disgusting at a whole other level. Lost my risk. Whatever little respect I had, that went out the door. I was like, oh, no. You keep a step in, honey child. So, you know, I, th- I think you got you to gotta know what you want. And you got to try to aim for better in your life. And for me, that means not lowering your standards. Um, you know, and in fact, elevate your standards. Hey, Colin, he says, number one super fan is listening. Thank you, Colin. Yes, honey child, try to try to elevate yourself a little bit. 
Um, but I don't I don't know what it is. So some women seem destined to repeat the same mistake over and over and over again. Nathan says, so true, Sandy, them not have nothing and come and find fools like us to marry off for convenience. Johan says, Auntie Sandy, you love who you love, judge not. I don't believe that, actually. <laughs> you love who you choose to love. Love is a choice. Every day you get up, you will do things um, to demonstrate and to work on a relationship. That's what love is really all about. It's not just this abject feeling that you have for someone and you can't, you have no control over it. Of course you have control over it. Yeah, you might be attracted to different things, I suppose. I think we, a lot of people have a type. You know, I'm not saying that, but I think that people should see love as something that you have control over. And the other thing is, Johan, you can love someone and not live with them and not be in a relationship with them. So, you know... Um, I don't think that loving them means you need to have them bring you down to their level. You might be like, yeah, I like you. I'm, I'm in lust with you. Cause normally it's not love anyway. It's lust. You know, I, I want you to I have those types of, you know, feelings for you, physical feelings, but then, you know, that, that passes after a while when you get into the routine child, that's just like, whatever. Uh, um, Jim says, sorry, Sandy, but some of these people are groomed from a young age to go out and do exactly that. And I totally get it. Um, in fact, somebody was talking, you know, we had posted this thing, which the, the woman claims it's not her. This Jamaican lady, she's saying that somebody's taken, she's an Instagram person, and someone has taken her pictures and putting together things saying that she's available and came in. Here's my 1876 number. She's from Jamaica. So I was like, is prostitution alive and well in the Cayman Islands? That's a rhetorical question. I'm not asking you prostitution's alive and well. I know that prostitution's alive and well. Um, but it's unusual to see people advertising so blatantly on social media. So she says it's her photo, but it's not her advertising these services. Child, some of those photos were nasty. But her bonk is showing and, oh, call me. I'm here. We can hook up in the, in the 345. I was like, ew. Anyway, um, as I had posted this up and then she reached out, I said, okay, well, if you claim it's not you, you need to get to the source of who's doing this. Report this to Facebook. They can take these fake accounts down or whatever. So then other people started messaging me and they're like, oh, that's Sandy. What about them Dominicans that be at um, this bar and that bar? I said, oh, child, try and touch about them. Not I'm letting you. And um, in fact... Their starting rate is $200. Um, some uh, offer $300. Uh, let me show you all some evidence now. Because you see um, the uh, officials, they don't seem to be able to, uh, you know, sort this out and really know what's going on in this country. And so I'm going to give them the proof they need this morning to go and talk to this particular young lady who's here in a work permit. So this person says, a few Dominicans are selling their, you know what, for $300, using their Dominican WhatsApp numbers to be contacted, but they're here in Cayman. Sent me the proof. Uh, this is one of them, sells for $300, lives with another friend. Uh, they're Dominicans. Your private detectives can find out. <laughs> they use a DR number to disguise themselves. Mm -hmm. um, see her number here, and I'm... Um, so 
some other person had her boyfriend get mixed up in this. And she was claiming that, oh, you didn't pay me for my services and yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. But what she was doing is they're charging you $300, but then they're going to hoodwink you um, into paying them even more money. Because, you know, most of these men have, they have boyfriend, uh, boyfriends, they might have boyfriends too, but they have wives <laughs> and girlfriends and whatever. And so what the Dominicans are going to do, yes, they're going to charge you two, $300, which I guess is a rock bottom price for these types of things. I don't really know. But they're also going to then hold you hostage. Oh, if you don't pay me more money, no, you never paid me my money. I'm going to tell your wife. I'm going to tell your girlfriend. Oh, honey chow. Miss mm -hmm. <laughs> Morna says, Sandy, what's love got to do with it? Clearly not much. So here is la evidence. I don't even know if that's a word in Spanish. Yeah, so they're literally blackmailing people. You're right. So let me show you all of my evidence. Exhibit A, your honor. Okay, here's one Dominican chick. Uh, located right here in the Cayman Islands, working her little magic um, on people. So hold on now. Mm -hmm. Here we go. I only want my 300, no more, no less, because I was with you, not for free. <laughs> That's called prostitution, girl. Evidencia. Muchas gracias, senor. I was with you not for free. And the one I lost was me. So, well, uh, that I, I went with you and took care of you. And I was a good person with you. Yes, sir. So, la evidencia exhibit uno. Um, so, yes, Mahanid um, saying that. And then he says, my friend paid you. It was not free. <laughs> admitting that he's paying for it. Lord Jesus, where you be this morning? Where you be? Come up, come up in this, come up in the classroom, please. Yeah, boy. See you right there. Here's the number. I shouldn't give you all this because a lot of y'all be messaging this Dominican woman today saying, oh, can I get it for $250? <laughs> all the evidence you need right there. She said it's not free. I want my $300. No more, no less. But she keeps saying that he hasn't paid her. And he's like, no, my friend paid you. And you heard what she said? She passed up another trick for him. So she's like, you better pay me. Now, how do you think I can get all this evidence and WRC can't do nothing with these people? This blatant prostitution that is rampant on our little, our little country. All they have to do is go to Vicks Bar, go to Everglow, every single one of them up and they're doing it. And then remember the fight that they had a couple months back where the Jamaicans and the Dominicans got into it? That's because the Jamaicans trying to move in on the Dominican turf. And so they were fighting over, over, over what it calls them? Jocks? No, not jocks. Um, Jim's? John, John's? John's, I think is, is the word. So they're fighting over clients. Huh? Mm -hmm. Yep. Check most of these bars and you will see pimp wars. That's exactly what it is, honey chill. Yeah. <laughs> you hands this prostitution has been live in parliament for four to five decades and still prevalent today with current and former MPs still acting like y'all don't know the deal. Well, Johan, they're not the only ones. We got pastors, um, teachers, all kind of people be on these streets, but y'all don't want to talk about that, honey chill. 
Mm-hmm. Morning says the light bill gone up. So that's $200 that they can put towards their light bill. Child, they be making lots of money prostituting. And in fact, there is one, hold on now. Let me go back in my archives. Evidencia. There's one that is reported to have um, given somebody, she's HIV positive. Oh God, where's that message now? Lord Jesus. Um, See if I can find it. Now you know. And they're like, Sandy, she's HIV positive. How is she still here in Cayman and, you know, working in a bar, passing around her stuff? And I was like, ooh, honey, chill. Let me see if I can find that message. Mm, mm, mm. I was like, what? And they're like, how is she still here? I'm like, well, obviously we no longer care. You know, our government don't care if you're stupid enough to go out in these streets and catch something. Okay, let me see here now. Um, okay, so this is another message. This one was Sandy hearing through the grapevine. There's a man who's HIV positive. He's been going around the island sleeping with both men and women, unprotected. Apparently the police are aware and are investigating. Would appreciate you asking around and reporting on this. The public deserves to know. Please keep the tip anonymous. Y'all need to protect yourselves. Don't be out in these streets with these um, putas and think that, you know, you're not going to catch something. And HIV might not be the only thing you're catching. Y'all be trying to catch feelings, but you catch something else. Uh, let me see now. Oh, yes. Here's this one. Hey, Sandra, I have a friend who caught HIV from this woman. She's on a permit, and I don't understand how she's still on island. And she's not a bad-looking woman. I got to tell you the truth now. Some of y'all men definitely getting trapped by her. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. y'all not got no sense. Um, and then the worst part is you're going out there and, and having relations with these women using no protection whatsoever. Um, and taking it home to your wives. Lord Jesus. And uh, y'all don't want to talk about that, though. I see y'all yesterday calling in about um, other people, uh, the gay community, because they're not having children. Y'all need to talk about these straight people on the streets spreading AIDS and other diseases and prostitution. That's a conversation. That's a real conversation. So I'm just saying. Good morning, Sophia. How are you? Yeah, this one not bad looking, not at all. I know she must have gotten enough clients because you can't look at somebody and tell that they have a disease necessarily. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm not sending you her picture. If you're if you're in that field and you're going out there being slack and whatless, then you get what you get. Uh, Flashpoint says many relationships are just a form of legal prostitution anyway. I hear you there. Uh, Kim Mark says, Lord, help us. He gonna have to help some of y'all. That's true. Uh, Marshall says it's not on the government or police to make sure that people are using protection when they're, um, out in the streets. Well, not that part, Marshall, but there used to be a time when, um, you could not stay here in this country once you tested positive. Of course, I guess they're using human rights on us now because Caymanians who are positive, can go out there and sleep with whoever they want, do whatever they want. 
And, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. We obviously can't kick them off. But if you are, if you are intentionally infecting other people, um, then believe me, you, that in most places is actually a criminal offense. But, okay, man, be kind of slow. This person says, in the U.S., it's a federal offense if you knowingly do not disclose your HIV AIDS status. Um, but in this banana republic, anything flies. Yep. Yeah, it would be a crime in most places. Um, uh, yeah. What a hot mess. All right. I will leave you to mull over those things. Uh, what a hot mess. All right. This person says, uh, huh. uh, that's how you say, I don't care in Spanish. Me, me da igual. This person says that USA has a heap of problems with immigration as as it is, uh, and it's mostly illegals. Good morning. Hello, hello, hello. Uh-huh, that's the same one. Yep. Oh, gosh, our thoughts and prayers go out to the poor people in Hawaii. The death toll now over um, at least 36 people with this fire that is raging. Um. Oh, it's so horrific. My God. Wow. Uh, in case you live in a hole and you haven't been watching, here's a little bit of the footage. Hawaiian wildfires are destroying buildings and property evacuations. Um, this is on the island of Maui. Look at the fire, folks. My God. Wow. And they say that this um, hurricane out there is actually helping to fuel it. The little town has a lot of wooden structures. And so look at the plume of smoke. And it's just jumping from like one wildfire to the next, one, wildfire, one structure to the next. Look at that. Total devastation. 36 people at least have died. My goodness. Such a sad situation. We're going to keep them in our prayers and thoughts because it is devastating is the only word, Jim. I agree. Um, what's, what's happening there? Whoa. It's just, um, it's just unbelievable. So sad. Um, mm -mm -mm. uh, fatalities continue to rise. Let me see this one here now. Let's see if we can get, uh, some additional news updates on this situation really um just shocking such a beautiful it, it was such a beautiful island and it just demonstrates that you know one um literally one just horrific incident can destroy an entire community my goodness let me just see here if i can find uh this video and show y'all. My goodness, so sad. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, if it's 36 so far, I suspect the death toll will go up way above that, in fact. 
So um, let me see here now. Uh, videos. Okay, one second here. We are going to. All right, here we go is live for us in Maui. And Max, I know that uh, you had just landed just a couple of hours ago over at the, Kaha, uh, at the Kahului Airport. And I know a number of people are still trying to get out this morning, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, this morning is going to be another big day for evacuees as you know, officials try to get people off of the island. Uh, you know, around 600 people are reported to be spending the night uh, at the airport tonight. Uh, so it's going to be a long one for folks, but luckily they are safe there at the airport. Now where we're standing right now, we're next to a group of firefighters. They're keeping tabs on one of the hot spots here. You can actually kind of see it off into the distance. We're going to have photojournalist Andy Anderson pan on over there. You can see that this is still an active situation here on the island of Maui and that there are still flare ups that are burning at this hour, though luckily not at the intensity that we've been seeing over the past couple of days. Now this really got going on Tuesday. Fire officials say they still don't know why these fires started, but really when they did, the island of Maui was just an absolute tinderbox. Conditions were very dry, the vegetation was very dry, and the humidity mm -hmm. was very low. And then these the flames were out. whipped up by ferocious winds mm. up to 80, 85 miles per hour in some cases. Mm. Really, that was all spun up by Hurricane Dora, which was moving a few hundred miles off the shores of Hawaii, but still brought with it uh, some some very uh, intense wind activity. Wow. And unfortunately, that led to some communities just being absolutely devastated. The community of Lahaina, a popular tourist destination, a very historic spot, a beautiful town, block after block burned to the ground. Some people mm. had to escape the flames by jumping into the ocean. Take mm. a listen to one survivor. I was, on, I was the last one off the dock when the firestorm came through the banyan tree and took everything with it. And I just ran out to the beach and I ran south and I just helped everybody I could along the way. You gotta know when you can. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Some terrible, harrowing images coming out of Lahaina. We do have a before and after picture, mm -hmm. satellite photos taken. Uh, just of the community that shows really how much devastation there is. Mm. You know, this is just such a tough time for so many people. It's going to take a long time for a lot of folks here to get back on their feet. Now, right now, the effort is still underway to get folks off of the island, to get tourists out of here. So far, around 11,000 tourists have been taken off of Hawaii, uh, flown out of here, or taken off of the island of Maui, rather. Um, there is a shelter that's been opened up uh, on the island of Oahu for both tourists and evacuees to go to. Uh, there's four shelters that have been opened up here on the island of Maui. Around 2,000 residents have had to evacuate. Uh, so a lot of displaced people right now and still a lot of folks who don't know the status of their home. So it's going to be a tough couple of days as some folks return to really nothing. Guys? Max, what was the flight like over to Hawaii? I mean, this is honestly the only thing I think most Americans have been talking about the last 24 hours. We yeah. I mean, our 
did you run into tourists that thought somehow this was still going to work out? Were you more running into people that live on Maui trying to get home? What was the feel? Yeah, so we first attempted to fly from Los Angeles to the island of Maui directly. Uh, that flight got canceled, uh, so we flew from Los Angeles to Oahu, uh, to Honolulu, and then we took an island hopper uh, from Oahu over to the island of Maui. That's really the only uh, flights that are coming in and out are kind of these inner island flights uh, as they're trying to get folks really out of Maui. Uh, our flight into Maui was relatively empty, uh, probably less than half full. I'd say maybe, you know, really only, uh, you know, three-eighths full. Uh, not very many folks on there. I, I don't think many people are, are under the impression anymore that if they had a vacation on the island of Maui planned, that it was going to go as planned. Uh, you know, the word from officials, really the overarching message just has been, if you have those vacation plans, do it somewhere else. But uh, they have been telling people that, hey, if you want to go to another island, uh, Hawaii is still open for business, you know, uh, on, on other islands. Uh, you know, Kauai still has hotel rooms left. Um, you know, there are hotel rooms left on other islands. So really go to those places, but don't go to Maui right now. Yeah, Max, before you go, one last quick question here. Can you talk about the air quality? Because, you know, obviously looking at the video, seeing all of that smoke there, I would think that there's a, a, at least a very decent smell of fire still present on the island. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of depends on where you are on the island. In some areas, the smoke is heavier than others. Luckily, uh, the fire activity has died down over the past couple of hours. As we were flying in, you could see a lot of flames, uh, but those have died down gradually and the smoke has as well. But it all depends on where you are, the wind direction, and then uh, luckily uh, some of that smoke is dispersed uh, as well as we've seen uh, less fire activity. So uh, the air quality right now where we're standing is relatively good. Uh, otherwise I would be wearing my mask, uh, but in other parts of the island, it's a little bit smokier. I mean, wow, unbelievable. So uh, we'll continue to obviously, um, you know, keep those poor people in our thoughts and prayers. At least 36 people now deceased as a result of these fires. Um, there's a whole concern about, and, you know, at the end they were talking about air quality. Uh, what One day soon we'll talk about how smoke um, travels from so quickly um, and the pollutants that go with burning fires can impact. There was Remember there was a fire a couple, maybe a month, month and a half ago, and um, where was that one? But it was impacting people completely in another continent, another country. Canada was being impacted by it. The air quality was, you know, and I was listening to this NPR podcast about how those types of incidents impact people's health, like in a real way. Taking years off of your life because you're being exposed to pollutants from a fire in another country. In another continent, you know, it's pretty crazy. Um, the air quality in New York was being impacted by fires. Where were the fires? Were the fires in Canada? Um, but anyway, yes. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that one day because it's very, very interesting. Uh, and something we need to think about. You know, it's not always exactly what's happening on your shores, on your little island within your borders. But things happening elsewhere can have an impact uh, on other people as well. So pretty crazy.
All right, let's talk about uh, CUC. We're going to take a commercial break. I want to come back and have this uh, really important discussion this morning, but let's take a commercial break first. Cayman, what if the ability to make better national healthcare decisions was on the tip of your finger? Would you take it? Because that's exactly where it is. The Ministry of Health and Wellness needs more people to do the finger prick blood measurement for the STEPS 2023 National Health Survey. Your participation gives us data which informs decisions that shape the nation's healthcare. Help us by saying yes to STEP 3. For more information, contact the STEPS team on 936-4969 or email mhwsteps at gov.ky. For 20 years, we've committed to helping the people of the Cayman Islands live longer, healthier, and happier lives. But healthcare and the expectations of patients are rapidly evolving, and so must we. We have made incredible clinical and technological advancements and achieved JCI accreditation, the internationally recognized gold seal of approval for patient safety and quality of care. So it's time for our image to reflect our transformation from a local hospital to a world-class healthcare authority with a new logo that symbolizes national duty and pride, a statement that reinforces our commitment to our patients every step of the way, with colors as bold as our mission to provide the highest quality healthcare. Dynamic, professional, skilled, committed, caring. This is HSA. Meanwhile, at the Burger King's castle. Underling, what news? Sire, behold, the fiery jalapeno cheese. Oh, mm, mm. You might say it's jalapeno. Please don't, sire. It's jalapenos with spicy cream cheese sauce and American cheese. And it's jalapeno. Please, sire. Introducing the new fiery jalapeno cheese at Burger King. Plain grilled patties covered in jalapenos, spicy creamy cheese sauce, and American cheese. Available in extra long and king size for a limited time only. Grab it late at Seven Mile Beach or Red Bay. Open till midnight Thursdays and 1 a.m. Fridays and Saturdays. It's jalapeno face. Ocean Ridge Heights offers an amazing opportunity to own a piece of land in idyllic Cayman Brack, right on the bluff, starting from $80,000. Located in a quiet residential area with high elevation, these lots are ideal for a future home or investment property and are sure to go fast. Cayman Brack offers a laid-back lifestyle, amazing pristine diving, limestone caves, diverse flora, along with amazing wildlife. Inquire about the owner financing options so that you can secure your piece of paradise today. With only a few lots remaining, these are sure to go before you know it. Contact Crichton Properties today on 345-949-5250 or info at CrichtonProperties.com. Recover personal injury attorneys, helping injured people get what they deserve. Did you know that insurance companies have lawyers that represent their interests? Before signing and accepting any settlement, know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation at 924-9999. That's 924-9999. Recover. Your personal injury attorneys are on standby to assist. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, um... (laughs) You know, a couple of days ago, Curtis and Kim and Brat called in the program. Big shout out to Curtis. Most mornings, I think he's tuned in and listening. And he was saying that he wanted to defend the electric companies because he had posted his um, bill online. We actually shared it. And then people, I don't think, boy, to, to say that people don't pay attention, especially on this island, is an understatement. Not only 
only do y'all not pay attention, but you don't read, you jump to conclusions and you say whatever the heck it is that you want, regardless. Um, uh Oh, hold on one second. Good morning. Hey, still on air until 1030. Okay. Okay, hon. Send me your direct number. Okay. All right. Thanks. Um, so yeah, uh, it's, it's crazy, but <laughs> listen, challenge taken and challenge accepted. We will post stuff. People start commenting. All people have to see is the word electricity, the word, you know, CUC, and all of a sudden they're jumping in the bandwagon. So the actual initial post was about this bill here for $941.04. Now, Lord Jesus, if y'all would actually read, it'd be such a miracle. I mean, how hard can reading be? Apparently, reading is extremely difficult for some of y'all. It's kind of like, you know, people see what they want to see. You know, we're more likely to believe, right, in something that we already have a foundational belief in anyway. So, um, you know, somebody says to you, well, um, you know, I don't even know what example I could use, but they, they say, oh, the, the earth is, is, is flat, right? You already believe that the earth is flat. And they say, well, you know what? I heard so-and-so um, say that the earth is flat. You know, you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's true. I already knew that, you know. It, it's a fallacy, but you're more likely to accept it if fundamentally you believe in those types of things anyway. So here's the thing. You're more likely to believe a conspiracy if you're a conspiracy theorist, no matter what the conspiracy is, no matter how ridiculous it might sound. That's human nature. You're just more likely to believe it. And so you all, a lot of you, are so blinded by your hate for CUC that no matter what someone posts or what they say, as long as you see the word CUC, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, yeah, look, CUC charges man $941. Meanwhile, the post has nothing to do. The, the, the point of the post, okay, was that, um, listen, y'all are complaining. This is exactly what the post said two days ago. It said, uh, those complaining about CUC should take a look at this bill from Brack Power and Light. Trust me, it's not the companies that are the issue. The heat fuel factor is killing us. Me, I'm throwing the covers off at night and turning on the fans. Every one of you can get devices to track your usage and see it for yourselves. We have uh, one and CUC is not crooking us because of course people have this erroneous belief again that CUC um, is somehow crooking them uh, and, and charging them something that they're actually not using. Oh, they're just estimating your bill and this on next thing. Meanwhile, folks, CUC can tell you very, very precisely what your usage is down to the, the, the specific kilowatt. But y'all, like, nope, they're, they're just estimating it. And no matter what you do, that can always be your bill. That's not correct. And it, it's crazy because people refuse to look at like real evidence that is before them. So it's like, huh? Say what? So I wanted to break it down a little bit. Because yesterday, 
um, this person, I don't know who, who he is. Um, Albert Conley. I don't know who he is. Albert probably from, I guess he's from East End. I don't know. But Albert um, made this comment and 11 people thought it was funny or they liked it or whatever. And so I thought, you know what, let me address Albert because Albert is misinformed, um, you know, and uh, hold on one second. Mm -hmm. All right. So Albert is misinformed and he is also, um, again, willing to accept uh, a statement or a belief system that is not based in anything factual. So this is what Albert says. He says, I hope CUC paying you good for all the propaganda that you're spreading. Only a blind person can't see that their kilowatt charges are very high compared to the rest of the world. (laughs) Well, Albert, my response to him is that you must be blind then. Because if you went and had a look at the report that monitors costs across the region, you'd see that CUC is actually not the highest and they're in the middle. You see, people will say things as though it's a fact. You are entitled to your opinion, Albert. And like I said, I don't know who the hell Albert Conley is, so don't take it personal. You're entitled to your opinion, but what you're not entitled to are facts. Because what you're saying, what you're saying is not factually correct. Now, here's the here's crazy thing about it. We can prove it. We don't need to take CUC's word for it. Yeah? This is a great thing about living in this day and age where you have watchdogs, you have government agencies, you have organizations and companies around the world who will take independent information and put reports and conclusions together. Now, I want to invite all of you, do not take my word for anything I say You go to this, hold on, let me get you the website, okay? This is called, hold on now, honey chill. You go to this website, it's called, the organization is called Calic, I think is how it's pronounced, C-A-R-I-L-E-C, okay? You go to their website, Mm -hmm. calic.org, and they are an organization that um let me tell you what their what their mantra says when it says about us okay so they are a uh electricity based organization so it's the caribbean electric utility services corporation an association of electric energy solution providers and other stakeholders operating in the electricity industry in the caribbean central and south america and globally so Carolec Secretariat endeavors to improve communication amongst its members, providing technical information, training, capacity building, conference, and other services. All right. They go on to say that they play a leading role in electricity, electric utility advocacy, growth, and sustainability in the region. Okay. So um, here we go. So this organization does a report, and I'm happy to give you the report. I'm happy to send you the link for the report. In fact, hold on a second. I'm going to put it right here in the comment section. They have an annual report from 2022. All of you can go and look at this for yourselves, right? Let people come to you with facts 
Don't let anyone make a, a statement that is so flagrantly disrespectful, number one, okay? Um, Albert, don't insult me on a good day, much less a bad day, okay? I don't sit here and advocate on behalf of anybody or anything that is harmful to the people of this country are harmful to the, the, the Cayman Islands or even to myself. I, I would have to ask you the question, how much exactly would they have to be paying me? I have a CUC bill just like the rest of you. I don't get a discount on my CUC bill. Nobody's paying me a discount on my bill or give me free electricity. Um, where's Cindy this morning? Cindy made a comment, but oh, you must have shares in CUC. You know what? If I were smart, I wouldn't have shares in CUC. But I wasn't smart at the time. If we were smart, we would all have shares in CUC. But I wasn't that smart. So I wish I had shares in CUC, but no, I don't have shares in CUC. Now let's talk facts, okay? You're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to be all up in your feelings, although your feelings are completely wrong. But the facts are this. If you go and look at this report, and I'm going to actually pull the report in, so give me one second. We're going to pull it up, have it right here on screen. You will see that on page 42 of the report, let me just skip forward. I think it's 42. Hold on. 42. Yes. All right. Here we go, honey chill. Let me get the report now. Um, where did I save it? Uh-huh. Hold on a second. Cara. Da, 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 da. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so if you go to page 42 of this report, they actually have a comparison by region. So his comment was OCUC has one of the highest kilowatt, whatever per in the entire world. We don't even have the highest in the region, so I have no clue how we would have the highest in the world. Albert, educate yourself before you come to talk in foolishness. Here's the annual report from this independent organization. Mm-hmm. Let's skip forward to page 42. Let me see. Can I go all the way down to 42? Yep. Good. All right. Here we go. So here's the graphs. Now, I know they're a little bit challenging to read, so I'm going to, that's as big as I can get it on that screen. I'm going to increase it on this other screen over here and tell you exactly what it says. So there's a couple things here um, that they do, comparisons by region. So there's one on here says um, tariff results for 400 kilowatt hours residential customers from March, 2022. We've got all sorts of different um, companies here that represent the region. TCI, G GPL, um, some of these companies, I guess this is like Nevis, um, TCI, T and, T and TEC. Um, they do it by company, so you're going to have to forgive me if I don't know what all these countries are represented. But I see Belco, Agua, Electric, Apua, uh, BLPC, BVIEC, so obviously that's BVI, Dominican, Fortis TCI, GBPC. So it has a number of companies here, right? These graph represents all these different electric companies across the board. CUC is smack dab in the middle. And then you're able to look at a couple of different things. So one 
has residential customers' typical bills in U.S. dollars um, for 400 kilowatt per um, MTH, right? Now, I don't know if y'all can see this. Hold on a second. Let me do this. I am going to grab, let me screen grab the individual graphs because then this makes more sense because then you're going to be able to see it. Hold on one second. And we're going to see a little bit bigger. All right, give me one second here. Okay, here we go. Let's do this. But look at the report for yourselves. Like I said, don't take my word for it. I'm just reading this report put together by experts instead of taking Albert's advice. Here we go. Bam. There you go, honey chair. All right. Y'all see, see, you see right there in the middle? You've got, um, Ang, who is A-N-G-L-E-C? Which company is that? I don't know which country these all are, okay? But if you notice... CUC is nowhere near the highest. In fact, they seem to kind of be dab smack in the middle. So you have BVI that's higher. You have, who is BLPC? Hold on, let's look some of these up. BLPC, let me see. BLPC is Barbados Light and Power. So Barbados Light and Power is higher than CUC. BVI is higher. Who is Belco? Hold on, let's look them all up. Belco is Bermuda. Bermuda is way higher than CUC. Um, Aqua, which one? That's NV. Would that be Nevis? Aqua Electra. That one is uh, Curacao. Okay. Aqua, what is this thing called? Aqua Electra. That's Curacao. A-N-G. Let's see what this other one is. A-N-G-L-E-C. That is, which country this is? Anguilla. <laughs> Damn. Anguilla came in at the highest. And then after Anguilla is Stucco and V. Let's see who they are. Stucco and V. Hold on. Stucco and V is uh, the uh, Antilles... Uh, where is this one? This is where? Uh, St. Uh, which government is this? This is St. Eustace's. Where the heck are they? NV. Okay. I don't even know where they are. <laughs> okay. Anyway, they're on the list. Um... I think they're they're part of the Netherlands Antilles. All right. You have Dom Domlek, I bet that's Dominican Republic. Um yep, Dominica Dominica, not Republic, but just Domin Dominica, sorry. Then you have Fortis TCI, obviously that's TCI, GBPC. GBPC is uh which country is this one? Uh, okay. GBPC is... Uh, hold on. This one is... Oh, Bahamas. Grand Bahama. Right? So, I mean, you have a, a number of countries here. And I must tell you, they're not the lowest. So I'm not arguing that. But they're definitely not the highest. Okay? Look, I see one, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven, uh, eight, nine. That one's pretty close. 10, 11, 12 other countries on this list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. So I see 12 others that are actually higher on a list of 20 than CUC. And that's dollar amount for the bill. Okay, let's look at another graph. Hold on. So that's not everything because y'all can now sit down and argue with me about, oh, well, maybe their dollar is this and that, blah, blah, blah. So we have one here that is, um, let me see here now. Um, residential customers, typical bills. Let's see if we have one based on usage. Uh, oh, those are by months. Okay, typical consumption per customer group. Oh, no. So it looks like they only look at it. They don't, they just look at the bill, but they have another one here that's quite interesting that looks at um, the base rate and tariffs. Okay, yeah, let's grab one of these so we can look at another graph. Okay, hold on now. Y'all bear with me because, like I said, you know, this independent body has no reason to be lying in favor of anybody. They're just collecting data and they're making it available. You can go look at this information for yourselves. All right. So now this one is broken up into um, basically looking at what people are paying, but what percentage of that bill is a base rate? What percentage is levies and taxes? What percentage is fuel surcharge? And what are fixed charges? All right. So you kind of have to look at each one of these individually now and see exactly what's going on here. So uh, same companies again across the board. There's CUC. So the blue represents the base rate, all right? So once again, for those of you who are saying, well, it's what they're charging, the base rate, Albert, pay attention, their base rate is the highest in the region. In fact, once again, no, it's not. Look at the base rate for the first two companies here. Um, first three companies, all higher. BEL, which company is BEL? Did I look that one up? Oh, they're super high for their base rate. I think they have the highest on the list. Oh no, GPL does. Oh Lord, who the hell is GPL? Hold on. GPL is Guyana. So they have the highest base rate. It doesn't look like, I don't see them paying fuel surcharge. So I don't know how they do that based on what. They're not using fuel. I have no clue. But their base rate is actually the highest of all. Then you have, um, no, Malai. Malai, they're not the highest. <laughs> NVEBS. Who's NV? So we have Guyana that's up there. And then we have NVEBS. Who the heck are they? Hold on here now, honey, chill. That is... Um, Oh, this one not even in English? Which country is this? NV Suriname? Wow. Okay. So it looks like they're that's Suriname. They are the highest. Then after them would be Guyana. Then you've got 
Lucy Electric, I'm assuming that is um, St. Lucia. Uh, yep, that's St. Lucia. They come in pretty high. Once again, CUC's base rate is nowhere near the highest in the region. Look at the data, folks. Look at the information. You can't argue with facts. Like I said, you're entitled to your opinion, and your opinion has you all up in your feelings and you're hating on CUC, but the truth, the truth based off of factual collation of information by an independent body demonstrates that you are completely wrong. And every single person, every single time somebody throws this nonsense out there, hitting on CUC, and y'all be like, yeah, that's true, you know, I'm going to like that comment. You're completely wrong. Now let's look at the um, fuel surcharge. And by the way, stick a pin. You notice how they pretty much all have a fuel surcharge, except for those two countries. I don't know how, I don't know, the two highest ones don't have a fuel surcharge, but then they also have the highest base rate. So I don't know if that's the case where um, they're just not separating their bills in that way. Like maybe it's included in the base rate. Like I don't really know, but I don't see a different color for fuel surcharge for those two. Um, but still, they have the highest base rate. Most people seem to have, again, except for like those two, and there's two others at the front, have levies and taxes. So that's government. And then you have fixed charges. So most of them have fixed charges. Um, and obviously, you know, the bill is reflecting that based on the different colors, right? So again, let's have a look at CUC. So base rate is nowhere near the highest. The levies and taxes. So that's now what government is charging is the piece that's in red. All right, so let's look at the one, because I guess some of these countries have no red. So I don't know if that means that they don't pay it at all. They don't pay levies and taxes or whatever levies and taxes they're paying is not somehow separated out. I'm not really sure what that means if they have no red. So let's just look at the ones that have red. Here's the irony of it. It looks like to me, so we have BLPC, we have Belco, we have BEL. Um, the first one, the Andrelec, um, we have T and TEC, Vinlec, right? Of all of the ones that do have red, CUC and GBPC, this is just visually now, look like they're actually about the same. Although GBPC has a much higher base rate, it looks like those two and, and also Vinlec have about the same, um, just again, this is visual. I don't have an exact number here, but they have about the same in terms of levies and taxes. So your government is not, and they're, they're at the bottom for the ones who have it. You notice the other ones, they have a much higher portion in red. So you have three companies that look like they're neck and neck with the red. They're all in the lower Echelon. So again, y'all cussing government. Oh, government needs to reduce fees. Da, da, da. But regionally, based on this information, government is at the bottom. St. Vincent, CUC, and what did we say? GP, GBPC was again. Um, let's see. That is. Uh, which one again? GB. Oh, sorry. I typed it wrong. GBPC. That one is um, Bahamas. So 
St. Vincent, Cayman Islands, and the Bahamas governments, for those who have a levies and taxes, are at the bottom. So y'all, once again, cussing government, and it seems to me that government really isn't making all that much. They're not charging much in terms of the um, levies and taxes. All right, let's look at the fuel surcharge. Because again, when you look at your bill, the vast majority of your bill is that fuel surcharge. Now, this is where CUC is now um, at the top. And this is important because once again, when y'all are lambasting CUC and cussing them and carrying on, they have no control over the fuel surcharge. And this is what I've been saying for quite some time now. From Hurricane Ivan, when I had to go up there and fill up my generator every single day, it occurred to me, damn, most of my bill is fuel. Look at the details of your bill. Stop looking at the bill in totality and look at what it is you're actually paying. Half of my bill or more is fuel surcharge. If that did not exist, None of y'all would be complaining about your bill. So have a look at the fuel surcharge that CUC is passing on because they do not mark that up. Now, there are people who are higher. Without a doubt, BLPC is higher. Um, It looks like they could be close to the first two... Um, what is this? Is this Grenada? Gren Lec? Oh my God. They don't pay levies and taxes, but their fuel surcharge is the highest out of this entire group. Them and then Nevlek. I think they're Grenada. Um, Gren Lec. Gren Lec. Oh, hold on. Let's spell that. Gren Lec Power. So yes, that's Grenada. So they pay a lot for their um, fuel surcharge. So this is the one area that, again, CUC is not the worst, but you know they're they're kind of up there now. They're not in the best anymore. So Belco doesn't seem to pay a lot in fuel surcharge. BEL has no no fuel surcharge at all. So I don't know how exactly they do that. Um, GBPC is the lowest of the bunch in this regard, I think. They're pretty close to Belco, but they seem like they're probably the lowest. All right, and then we have fixed charges, which is the things like the renewable, whatever those little additional charges they charge you for every single month. And again, you know, some people seem to have very little fixed charges, but it's there. Again, CUC isn't the highest. But let me break this down in a little bit of a more meaningful way. All right. So let, let's look at this because CUC pulled this out um, and shared this information again from these same countries. They didn't name the countries, and I think they should have instead of just saying country A, B, C, D, whatever. So there's Grand Cayman. This is electricity consumption um, average for 2022. Now, this is pretty interesting. Because what this graph demonstrates is that despite all of that, despite us having, you know, um, low kilowatt, we being charged uh, low kilowattage, we're not in the highest, 
We're not really in the highest for um, uh, levies and taxes from the government. Surcharge, we're a little bit up there. We still have, out of all of these regional countries, and like I said, I wish that they would have named them, we still have the highest consumption average. You know what this says to me? I'm going to tell you all exactly what this says. This says that Caymanians and people who reside in the Cayman Islands enjoy a life of luxury and honestly do nothing but complain. Hmm? How can you have such a significantly higher electricity consumption? You're burning it like it is paper. And then you have the audacity to sit down and complain about your COC bill. It is consumption-based. You pay for what you use. So how is it that in the region we're using more than anybody else? We've talked about this before. Because Caymanians can't live without AC. Right? We got big-time refrigerators. One refrigerator is not enough, apparently. Y'all must have a refrigerator plus a deep freezer packing up and saving all this meat. Well, you know, Sandy, I got to have my turtle meat. I'm stocking it. Okay. But that deep freezer is another appliance that in a lot of countries, they don't have no deep freezer. They don't know nothing about that. So we have become accustomed to a type of life, a type of lifestyle. That is why here in the Cayman Islands, every one of us must have multiple cars in our homes. I'm guilty of it. I'm not. Listen, I'm not here pointing no finger at nobody. I'm pointing the finger at me too. Hashtag me too. I'm in the same mess. The difference is I'm not going to kill in Lambassi, you see, from my usage. Right? We have the devices monitoring our systems here. I told you all already. This computer I'm using right now to do this show pulls a lot of power. Even my husband was surprised when he saw how much it was using. He was like, uh, you want to turn that off sometime? I'm like, no. Turn off what? Spoiled. Yeah? I'm like, I can't turn that off. I got work to do. Then pay for it and stop complaining. Okay? Yeah. I want a nice car. Honda CRV. $40. I'm filled up for three weeks. HRV. Yep. Hybrid, good to go. Oh, no. What does Sandy do? For my birthday, well, I want to treat myself and I want to get a nice car. Well, guess what? That nice car is not economical. I'm just saying. These are the choices that we're making. We want SUV. We want to be able to pack kids in the back and carry the dog and this and that in beach gear. And then those bigger engines cost more money. Same thing with CUC. Right now, I'm in here going, oh, God, this room feeling kind of hot. I'm going to drop my temperature down to 77 degrees because I can't sweat a bead while I'm on air. I got to keep cool. I told you all last night, it was uh, yesterday afternoon, I decided to take a nap on the sofa. Oh, geez, I'm peace the heat. I was like, close the window and turn on the AC because I can't take the heat. Other places in the world, other places right in the region, they take the heat, right? When I go to Jamaica, uh, Jamaica just as hot as Cayman in certain areas, although they get the little mountain breeze and, you know, 
at night it gets cooler in a lot of areas too. Right? I sitting there with my in-laws, they sitting in front of a fan. I'm like, um, y'all don't have central or what? They look at me like, what? Spoiled. Central? Open up a window and catch some breeze behind the, the grill bars. This is this is our reality. Our consumption is so high because we have gotten used to having all of these things and we now get to the point where we don't want, we, we complaining because we don't really want to pay for it. Cut back on your consumption. Do you really need a 4,000 square foot house or even a 3,000 square foot house? You could get away with 1,200 square feet. That reduces your footprint including your kilowatt usage significantly? Do you need AC running all the time? Do you need that big oversized refrigerator and a deep freezer? Do you need 50 appliances connected? I remember when um, one flow had come by one day, we were having a problem with the internet and stuff. And this is before fiber. And, and we're like, boy, the internet around here is so slow. And they said, excuse me, um, Miss Sandy and Marlon, y'all know that you have 50-something devices connected to that same internet you complaining about? I was like, what? 50 who? Every smart tablet, every phone, every camera, every Alexa is in every single room. Okay. I know you don't, honey child. I'm giving the people the answer this morning. We get used to these modern day conveniences and we don't want to give them up. We could live a much simpler life and y'all would stop complaining about CUC. Your kids are home during the summer. Oh, I know you was in no more during the summer. You're a liar. You are using more. And your children are sitting on all day on gaming computers, gaming systems. <coughs> oh my God. The T went down the wrong hole. <coughs> oh Jesus. Hold on. Let's take a commercial break. Oh Jesus. I'm Heather Bodden, MP for Savannah and a lifelong advocate for the environment. Illegal dumping is a crime, so please take civic pride in our home and put litter where it belongs. If you see someone littering, report it to the Department of Environmental Health on 949-6696. Be a part of the solution, not the pollution. Littering is a crime punishable by a $500 fine or six months in prison. Brought to you by the Beautification Task Force and Ministry of Tourism and Ports. For 55 years, Cayman Airways has been serving as the national flag carrier of the Cayman Islands. This honor is the core of our identity, our purpose. And when we say those who fly us love us, it's not just a tagline, it's a promise. So we're celebrating this milestone anniversary with you, our treasured community, with airfares on sale for travel to all of our fall destinations. But hurry, this airfare sale ends August 12th. Call 949-2311 or book online at caymanairways.com. Celebrating 55 years as your national flight carrier. Are you tired of overpaying for TV services? Can't figure out VPNs? 
constantly missing your favorite TV shows, and no access to the good stuff on streaming services? The frustration is real, but it doesn't have to be. Contact Roke, Cayman's streaming pros. We'll put you back in the driver's seat in front of your TV. Call, WhatsApp, or message Roke today on 926-1213. Roke is not a TV service provider. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, honey, child, excuse me. Oh, drinking my little tea and went down the wrong hole. What a hot mess. <clears throat> so I had a little whew, coughing moment. Even my tea in the morning. You want to know how spoiled we are as Caymanians? Y'all need a reality check. And like I said, I'm including myself into this. I drink in tea <clears throat> here in the mornings. Well, the show is three hours to be fair to myself now. Sipping on my tea. And um, even to that is on a, um, what do you call these heat things again? Even to that is on a little heat heater thing. Um, what do you call them again? The little warmers, right? So I can't even afford to make my tea get cold. The point is, we have become accustomed to a particular lifestyle, okay? A particular usage and if y'all really want to reduce your C, your C bill, simply reduce your consumption. The facts are there. It's not rocket science. See here? In 2022, consumption for the average residential customer in Grand Cayman was 1,084 kilowatt hours <laughs> per household compared to an average. I'm laughing at what somebody just sent me. Compared to an average of 334 kilowatt hours per household across 22 other Caribbean countries. That is over triple the average residential electricity usage in the Caribbean. So um, Albert and anybody else like Albert, y'all need to come again. Come again. You're using over triple and still not paying the highest. Uh-huh. Make it have it make sense, Jesus. Y'all using over triple, but still your typical bill is still not the highest in the region. Right? Your government still not charging you the highest in levies and taxes. The base rate is still not high the highest. The fixed rates are still not the highest. Yes, the fuel surcharge is up there. And yet you are blaming who for the problem? Oh, let's blame government. Let's blame CUC. Seems to me that they're not the ones to blame, none at all. It is the users, you and I, okay? I told y'all yesterday, <clears throat> I decided to take a little nap. I was feeling a little bit tired. This flu killing me, honey, jam. What do I do? I turn on the TV. Listen, I said I'm going to take a nap. I was very conscious that when I lay down on the sofa, my intention was to sleep. Ask yourself why I had to turn on the TV to fall asleep. Well, I find sometimes it's easier to sleep to the TV. That's a creature comfort. Don't you think so? And in some respects, I have to admit that it's absolutely ridiculous. And then I said, oh, I'm feeling kind of warm. Turn on the AC too. Mm-hmm. And we're raising children who are just as spoiled as us, if not more. 
So every single night, my daughter going to bed now. Lord Jesus. Oh, mommy, you can tell Alexa to pay baby lullabies for me. Sure. Because she's gotten used to having music when she goes to sleep. You don't think she could sleep without music? She could. But now it's kind of hard because that's a habit. We've allowed her to form a habit of sleeping with music. I told y'all, my entire life, I'm always covered under blankets. It'd be 100 degrees outside at night, and I'm still under blanket. Why? Because it's a habit. No other reason. <coughs> I'm not cold. In fact, most nights in the middle of the night, I'm kicking off the blanket because I get hot. Huh? So how does that work? Got on AC, got on fan, under the blankets, and still hot, and got to kick them off at some point. But when I go to bed, boy, I'm like, I, I got to be toasty. I can't compromise on this. I can't. I feel naked if I don't have a blanket or something over me. No, sir. All right. Let's read some of your comments. Um... Aliana says, I know the report, but the shock of how this power production process is getting higher and higher and higher for the little people and the cost of living is a constant issue and my paycheck can't be risen because, oh, you are getting raised in your paycheck. You soon get one. Don't worry about that. And then that can make things go up again. But don't complain when you get a raise in your paycheck and businesses and other people increase their, their stuff now. I'm just saying, we're going to give you the raise in your paycheck. Minimum wage is going to go up. All right? Don't worry about that. And the knock-on effect you'll be complaining about. Caller. Buenos dias. Hello. How are you? <clears throat> Ready to give you some more trouble again today. <laughs> I'm going to cause you some of your supporters to um, have a heart attack today. Oh, geez, I'm pissed. The ones who vote for Biden. <laughs> Biden's political promises that if you support me, the mm -hmm. first thing I'm going to do is shut down the petroleum industry. And so he signed an executive order to stop fracking. Now, I know that the people, oh, well, that's environmentally, da, 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 da. okay, that's fine. But the consequences of doing that is higher prices. America went from an oil exporting country meaning that they had significant influence over the price of fuel to an oil importing country, which means that they're at the mercy of places like Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, and Russia. Now, if, if you support the ideology that you're gonna shut down the petroleum industry before you have something to replace it with, tell me you're not a <clears throat> So we're going to blame Biden for our high um, CUC bill? Yes. Okay. Let me tell you why. Because oil prices are priced internationally. And when you look at the oil producing countries, they're uh, the major countries <clears throat> like Saudi Arabia, like Russia, like Venezuela, mm -hmm. like the U.S., they're the ones that control the, the, the price, the consensus between them and, and output. Mm -hmm. And so 
if you take a decision that you're going to take yourself out of the position of having the ability to influence the oil price and put yourself into a position where you could you have to go to Venezuela and say, please, please, please don't charge me so much. You're an idiot. If you want to switch from petroleum fuel to a different source of fuel, you do that first. You don't shut off your ability to have access to fuel and then cry when the price goes up. <clears throat> You're an idiot. Now, I know that the world wants to, to move to what they call sustainable power. Well, then do it. Do that first. But what's actually happening is the philosophy of Joe Biden is, is that the way that you're going to switch from, from petroleum to alternative is to jack up the price of petroleum. That's great if you have an option to move to something else. How many people can afford to go to the bank and borrow money to build their own generating capacity, independent <clears throat> of CUC? How many? So again, now you brought CUC into the mix, but you're blaming Biden I'm and- not, I'm not, I'm, CUC is in the mix because we're buying our yeah energy from cuc right but cuc is not the person to blame for the high cost of fuel well, that's all i'm saying too <laughs> i mean i agree and with you there that's, i know but i'm just saying that all right let's blame biden people, we can leave it there the, the people who are thinking that cuc is the problem have to ask themselves well does cuc make the fuel well, they dictate what the price <clears throat> of the fuel is let, let me continue reading the comments and we'll see exactly how and what people are thinking. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate it. All right. So Pam says um, that I just saw a comment from Pam that had me confused. So Pam said, well, Sandy, this is exactly what Alba Conley was saying yesterday, that the fuel surcharge back up the heft of the bill. But then you shot him down saying it wasn't so. So you're now saying the opposite. Come on, Sandy. So whatever Albert said, he was right. No, he wasn't. And that's not what he said. I need you to pay attention, Pam. Work with me now. Here is his comment on the screen for everybody to see. He said, right? You're good for all the propaganda you're spreading. Only a blind person can't see that their kilowatt charge, the man that say nothing about fuel charge in this, are very high compared to the rest of the world. Pam, I have just proven to you Beyond a doubt, let's pull that up again in case you missed it. Y'all need to pay attention now. That their kilowatt is not the highest. Their dollar amount bill is not the highest. And in fact, although their fuel charge isn't all the way at the bottom, that is also not the highest, the fuel surcharge. So... Nothing that Albert said, and I see him here in the comment section, Albert, you're entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to your facts. Hmm? The only person he says, the only people agreeing with you is CUC and their shareholders. You cannot argue with facts. Now he's saying, oh, they're very high. You said they were the highest or one of the highest, and they're not. And in fact, 
when it comes to the base rate, they're some of the lowest in the region. What did I say? Out of 20, 12 or higher than them. That does not equate to some of the highest. I don't know what kind of math you did, where you got that math high school diploma from, but something not adding up, honey child. That don't even make no common sense, and I'm certainly no math expert. So no, Pam, he's nowhere near being right. Again, he can, Mitzi says, thanks for breaking it down. You're welcome. He's entitled to his opinion, but you're not entitled to confuse people in this community with facts that are not accurate. And none of you want to talk about the consumption. I see your comment about the two-bedroom, Pam. This is what I'm going to suggest to you. Get an audit, okay? Get an electricity audit and see exactly where you, what devices in your house are using electricity. Because you're saying, okay, you have a two-bedroom apartment, four grown people using an electric stove. That's the first thing you need to get rid of is an electric stove. Three burners every evening. Bathing in hot water. Uh, Do you have a tankless propane hot water tank? Two ACs going from 7.30 p.m. till 7.30 a.m. At what temperature? So these are the devil in the details. Washer and dryer going nonstop. And then they left. And then for the next two months, the monthly bill remains, comes in almost the very same. Show me the bill. Pam, show me the actual bill. And let's look at your usage. Because when people say stuff like this, and I say, okay, let us look at the actual bill itself. What I find so peculiar is you all do not look at your usage. Somebody just sent me this, right? I look at my usage. It's not about, oh, well, I have this, 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 and all of a sudden all of that disappeared. Look at your kilowatt usage. Look at the fuel factor. What has changed from one month to the next? We know that the summer months are always the highest months because of the heat. And the one single appliance that is using more electricity than anything else is that air conditioner. Guess what? Turn it off for the next month. Go without AC for the next month and then talk to me. Hmm? I bet you you could not tell me that your CUC bill is the same. If you get an audit and someone comes in, and you can kind of do it yourself if you get these Emporia devices, have an electrician install it, you will see exactly what is pulling kilowatt hours. You'll see what's using electricity. See, you see, just like the rest of us, those members, they have to pay their bills too. So you see, don't give workers a discount. They're not getting electricity for free. You actually believe, I don't know how many people are employed at CUC, probably a couple hundred, I don't know. But you actually believe the people working at CUC would sit back and allow them to hoodwink the people of this country when they also have to pay the bills? That's your uncle, that's your brother, that's your husband that works for CUC? And you think he would sit back and allow CUC to be doing something untowards? Come on now. We're all Caymanians here. Let's pick sense from nonsense. Good morning, caller. 
Good morning, Anna. How are you doing today? Not too bad. How are you doing, Bobo? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I um, let me see if I could contribute something. Sure. To the argument this morning mm. or discussion. Look, take a one a point a, a point of view. Yeah, discussion. Sorry. Mm -hmm. You see the problem. I'm not gonna problem with the usage, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about anybody else. Like mm -hmm. you, women, I'm not gonna problem with the usage. Mm -hmm. The thing is now, Christmas after the summer comes Christmas, and mm -hmm. what you see now gonna do for Christmas is set up the raid again. So you're not using no AC. Much people don't use much, much, much AC during the during the, um, during the Christmas season, during the um, during the what we call the winter season. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. During the cold season. But their rate, their know, base rate, don't go up. Reach, but hold on now. 80, if it reaches eighty, we get up. They goes up. Here, you trust me. Here, no, 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 no. The base rate, no, no, no. They okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The base rate is something that Offreg has to approve every time they do a base rate increase, right? In fact, was it last year that CUC decided to forego their base rate increase that they were entitled to by their contract? So they didn't raise it last year. They raised it this year, but I can't remember. I think it was just a couple months ago. But I don't know if CUC yeah, raising it, it, it twice exactly. in a year. And then, and then they I can double check. It and then, well, and then, and then, I mean, well, listen. Okay. and then listen. The, gas, the gas, the fuel, the fuel consumption. Now you're not gonna get out of that either. So they got, if if they don't go up with the base rate, they're gonna still say, well, the the, the the fuel consumption is on is on to that because they can't control it. What we really need to do is try to find a way to try to let them pay for for, for petroleum for fuel cheaper, and then they could generate it to us cheaper. That is that is the main argument. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know what kind of what kind of restrictions we got it. We can't buy we can't buy uh, fuel from no other country or. Or anything because they're communist country or whatever, but Jamaica isn't a communist country. We could buy it from from Jamaica at least, just bring in couple of couple of ships just for um just 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 for CUC alone, and then that mm -hmm. that would reduce that would reduce the fuel the fuel cost. You know? I mean yeah. you can't you can't really compare <coughs> them other other countries to to, to 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 us to us here living because we live in. We're living on a, on a, on a, on a flat Yeah, but listen. Them, them, them countries with mountains, well, mountains and all that kind of stuff. Maybe. Cooler, cooler temperatures and all that. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's and the case. We, and we there, and some, you got to find out now, the electrical inspections <coughs> and things, because some of them places, some of them countries where you talk about, they're allowed to have two, three plugs inside of their, inside of their home. Mm -hmm. Here, you're not allowed to have, two, you, you, you got to have a specific amount of electrical plugs inside of your home and all that kind of and, and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And can I they tell probably, you something else too? They probably they don't don't use the consumption uh stuff what we use, which is true. So well, not, but listen, not only pay. that, but can I tell you something too? In those countries they steal they steal electricity like it nobody business. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I mean I let, let's exactly. be very clear. They're not gonna always pay for it the right yeah. way either. Yeah, exactly. I exactly. mean come on yeah, now. So uh, it's uh it's uh it's a it's a, it's 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 a tricky thing. What government got to do is is try to deal with our fuel, and then and then put 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 um put our regulations on CUC. Say, listen, Anna cannot go up on the on the rate, like one probably once once in five years, but, but because they're adding inflation to that to, to everything else, you know, they're adding inflation to every time they goes up, inflation inflation goes up, prices goes up on everything on this island. So mm -hmm. every time CUC add 
add add their uh, add their they, they go out go up with their rates. Mm-hmm. Inflation inflation for the rest of us is going up. So government need to put their foot down and say, listen, like mm-hmm. how they do in other countries, and I don't know you could call it a communist country or whatever they do, mm-hmm. but they said the government set a regulation say, listen, and I can't go up with under rate within five years or six years because they're gonna be too high and the people not gonna can't afford it. And mm-hmm. you're keeping the people at bondage for paying for paying this. So that's my that's my little contribution for today. You have a good day. Thanks, honey. I appreciate it. Um, I mean, but listen, you can't say on the one hand, I mean, I will say this much. You can't say, oh, let's not compare ourselves to other countries because you know they have all these other things, they have mountains, whatever. But then you turn around and say, Well, in the region, we have the highest. Uh, that's comparing us to other countries. So you can't you can't have it both ways, is my point. You can't say don't compare us to other countries because there are factors that might impact their consumption. But what do you mean? That doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Because the only way we can see how we how we are compared to these other twenty two countries is by comparison. And we do get it. But even if you took into account the fact that yeah, you know they they got um. Some of them have mountains and whatever. Some of the other countries are flat, just like us. They're not going to mountains either. And they're still not using, right? They're still not using triple. It's not like we're using one and a half times, you know. We're not using double. We're using triple on average, the electricity usage. That means that we are over consuming. Look at our landfill. I put out a challenge the last time we were talking about CUC. And I said to someone, and Pam, I got to challenge you. I will give you $150 towards your CUC bill. Now I got to pay it directly. And I give you $150 in your hand. I can pay it directly. If you can show me your bill and the bill that you said just went up and you and you using less and nobody out there, right? Show me where the usage is actually less on the bill, and I will give you $150 towards your CEC bill. And once again, I'm going to challenge anybody who can demonstrate usage has gone down and the bill has gone up to step forward. The challenge has not been met. It is still on the table, and I will meet you. Denny, you got a bill? That you're gonna show me that your usage has gone down, but the bill gone up? I don't think so. Um, you said that we are over consuming. Yes. And does I'm, that mean that the government wants to make us as poor as other islands? You're blaming the government for your overconsumption. I and no, we're not over. We're consuming differently because we live a, live a different standard of living. What the you're over consuming, you're no, spoiled. No, no. If you want to wind the clock back and take Cayman back to where we're consuming the same level of electricity that they do in those other countries, then tell me how are you? <coughs> change the standard of your living well i i am saying question okay i am not saying i'm not let let me tell you what i'm willing to do let's talk personally now right because like i said this impacts me as well because i will admit 
to over consuming. You know what I'm willing to do? Let me tell you what I'm willing to do. I'm willing, <clears throat> sorry, to change out every light bulb in my house to LED. I'm willing to sacrifice and go to the bank and get solar. Okay. I am willing to put film on the window. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to um, install <clears throat> the plantation shutters and close them during the day to try and keep the sun out. There are things that I'm willing, I'm not willing to give up <laughs> the, the nice usage. That's not what I'm telling you, Naina. Don't get me wrong. Because I'm admitting to being just like as selfish that. as the rest of you, is, but I'm willing to sacrifice things on the other end to make improvements. So that bill comes in, at least I get a little bit of a solar credit. I've done a couple things like adding a little bit more <clears throat> foam to the um, attic and so on. We all have to decide what we're going to do, Denny. Well, I agree with that. And so if you if you burn the electricity, you pay for it. Well, trust me, without so, a doubt. However, we, however, but you have to understand that if you say that we're going to burn, oh, we're, we're burning too much, so we're going to go back to burning 300 kilowatts. No, I, I, I never said that. You understand the change the, that, that, well, then we're not over-consuming. You are over-consuming, and no, that's what you've become not. used to. I'm not saying that Caymanians are going to change that because I don't think Caymanians are even capable of making that kind of sacrifice. Right now, we need to make some sacrifices in relation to, to giving up cars. And you know what our solution is as Caymanians? Oh, make the expats do it. Because we are, are not prepared to do it. Are you gonna no, I just told you that. Why not? This, because we... Are. So why should somebody else give up their car? But you, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we, including myself in the exact same boat, or over consumers, we are selfish individuals and we don't want to be part of the solution. So our solution is, oh, make the expats do it. Make them not have a car to be able to get to work. But as a Caymanian, I won't have my car. I, I, I want to read a comment. It just popped up on your screen a little while ago. Mm -hmm. um, Brenda said, is this going to become Biden versus Trump? So President Biden is running our government also and the majority and the major shareholders. No, but you have to understand that fuel prices, oil, petroleum prices are dictated on an international uh, uh, level. It is not dictated by one country alone. Okay, so stick a pin right there, Danny. And we do have two other callers on the line. So let me say this. If it's not dictated by one call, one country alone, how can you then, just a couple minutes ago, blame it all on Biden? How can you say I his decisions? Explained, I just explained it to you. Biden took the decision to stop the U.S. from using a method of extracting oil from the ground called fracking. Because... He claims that it's too detrimental to the environment. Fine. Okay. That's what you want to do. That is going to mean that you're no longer going to be an oil exporting country and therefore not have the kind of influence over the price that you did before. Not, not total control. Influence. Okay. And, and so it means that before the U.S., 
has a replacement for petroleum fuel, they're saying, oh, uh, we're going to raise the cost of the one that we're using. Well, if you raise the cost of the one you're using by creating policies that drive up the price, it's going to cost more money. And that means that when CUC, who is a purchaser of fuel, just like each one of us, needs to purchase fuel to run a generator to provide us with electricity, it's going to cost them more too. And your previous caller talked about setting, uh, prohibiting CUC from raising rates and from doing this and doing that. Mm -hmm. Well, when, when CUC... If the, if the government was to say, you know what, so you see, you can't raise the, the cost to um, the customer anymore. Mm -hmm. So when the price of fuel goes up, you will not be able to raise the price. Mm -hmm. I mean, meaning pass the price. I don't mean raise their base rate. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about passing the cost on to the customer. Mm -hmm. How long do you think CUC will buy fuel at a higher price and pass on a lower price of fuel to their customers? How long do you think they will be able to do that for before they go out of business? Mm -hmm. what, what, what we're actually talking about right here is that there are plenty of people who are listening to this program who are mm -hmm. totally clueless about how a business operates. Absolutely clueless. Mm -hmm. And it, so this is not about overconsumption. This is about um, people simply not understanding that if they use something, they should pay for it. You remember you, earlier in the show, you were talking about uh, um, the Cubans who have a culture of depending on the government for subsidy? Mm hmm that's what's happening to Cayman. Hmm. We're becoming a dependent country. And we think that things are going to be free. Hmm. No, they're not going to be free. Hmm. What's going to happen is CUC will cut you off and there will be nothing that the government can do about it. All right, Jenny, we got two other callers on the line. So leave me there with those comments. All right. All right. All right, the next caller, let me see now. We have caller number ending in 5369. Morning, caller. <laughs> Morning, Sandra. Hey. Talk about missing the forest for the trees. Um, <laughs> no, um, no, I just wanted to comment and said that what you're saying um, makes complete sense. Um, the previous caller, Denny, I mean, yes, he's talking about, I mean, his point was kind of all over the place. I wasn't really following what, what, what he was banging on about, but I think that, um, people need to understand that, you know, as standard of living increase, costs increase as well, and mm -hmm. you get used to a certain lifestyle. And I mean, I've just accepted that, yeah, my light bill is high. So I mean, if, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pinch money, I have to I have to take that out of somewhere out of my budget. So that means a little less money going toward entertainment, a little less money going toward here. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I want to be able to sleep in my house or be in my house and be cool, mm -hmm. that's just the reality of it. So 
What and, you and, said made perfect sense, Sandra. You made it quite clear for me to follow. Yes. And I'm sure you made it clear for a lot of other people who were listening um, to follow as well. And let, let me say this, caller, because this is also, you know, when Denny was saying, well, you know, what, what are we going to do? And I said, well, there, there are other things that I can do. I, I'm not willing, like you said, I admit that the AC at night is not something I'm going to give up. Sorry. I mean, not doing it. Well, so somebody well, just asked, thing, my, I think it was Blackberry or KK said, when was the last time you opened your window? Let me tell y'all something during COVID, um, you know how they were saying, you know, because of how the virus operates, get fresh air into your house, open your windows. So when we had COVID infection or house, I'm like, oh yeah, let's open some windows. Honey child, my windows have never been open since I lived in this house. I could even, I literally could not get them open because the, me- the mechanism is like not working. And I've never even noticed that because the windows have never been open. But, but Sandra, <laughs> I mean, but my, my, my thing is, is that listening to Denny, listening to Denny speak just now, right? I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful to him or anything. But okay, Biden, okay, you know, this country, that country, okay. But mm-hmm. all right, Denny, what practical advice do you have for us that we can do right now? I mean, we have no control over Biden have no control over mm-hmm. you know wherever mm-hmm. what and and it's like you know the only thing that you can do is just reduce your consumption that's mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Or, or find another way you to know? pay it if you don't want to reduce your or consumption find another way to pay it find if, another if way to pay it, pay it there you go all you right know? caller all right. leave me there thank, thank you. you okay next caller you're up good morning and welcome to the program morning Sandra. morning there um and I, I just got back into my car, I was driving down, and I, I tuned in just, just before um, then I came on. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question to you is, what's your benchmark for your statement to say that we're over-consuming? Well, I mean, looking again at the fact that we are consuming at three times the amount of electricity usage as any other country in the region, some 22 other countries, that's that's the benchmark that I'm using. I'm saying it's not okay. one and a half, that's it's not twice. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, what I wanted to find out was what was your stat. So you're right. saying that this in our neighboring um, countries, islands, uh, we we are consuming by three times yeah. more. And yeah. I, I, I would like to see. I mean, no one has done it on a world scale, so I would uh, like to see it on a worldwide scale. But I think in the region, we have to admit that we are used to a particular lifestyle that you know, and a lot of the other Caribbean countries aren't and they don't do things that well, way. well well this is the point that i'm getting at right so for you for you to say you know some people will take it as being told this someone will take it as offensive because oh you're telling me i'm being graceful you yada 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 comparatively mm-hmm. speaking to our neighboring territories and my simple answer to you on that one is while you are technically correct based on that mm-hmm. just like any study or scientific report or anything else you have to use. You have to keep in mind the context or, or, or the benchmarks that you're using. Mm-hmm. So I would dare say, if you came to me and said to me, based on South Florida's consumption, the Cayman Islands is using three times, one time, one and a half times, two times more than than South Florida, mm-hmm. and therefore we are over consuming. I would not argue with you with that because I would say to you that we uh, um, we enjoy a similar lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a we have a dubious distinction of um, you know having a complete different set of infrastructure than Jamaica uh, and all the other Caribbean islands and even the mm-hmm. Latin American countries within our region. Mm-hmm. 
So, so by default alone, mm-hmm. some people can't consume more just because they don't. There's no. There's no. I mean, there's even in Jamaica, but even in uh, you know places, Guyana, all these other places, they have rolling blackouts because mm-hmm. they can't. So it right. is not a fair. And what and my point I'm driving at is mm-hmm. it's not a fair uh, comparison to say. Mm-hmm. It's in our region now. Now, let, let me let me. It would be fair, I think, if it's South Florida. Okay. Well, let, let's see, let's see if um. I mean, no one has done the stats in other places, right? Because this organization I was talking about is a regional organization. But let's see if we can get some information beyond our borders. But someone who's listening to the program from Bermuda this morning just sent me something, um, an article just published on July twenty fourth in their Royal Gazette saying that Bermuda's electricity is the second most expensive in the entire world. Yeah. But but let me let me also let me preface let me let me put a caveat into what I'm saying as well. I'm not saying that we as a general society cannot be more frugal and cannot be more mindful on how we spend it. We we it's back to your point. We reach a certain comfort level so so to leave that to let that go voluntarily is just like how you saying we're overweight, we need to go to the gym, we're out of shape, we need to take care better, take care of our health. Mm-hmm. It's just harder to do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, no, and, but it's not that we can't do it. So it's what you make a mind up to do. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the second, you've got the other uh, mitigating factors of government officials playing with your emotions, making you believe you're right or feel that you're right, or mm-hmm. giving giving you handouts to help you out while you show up and begging for for help while you got two phones and you hit play what. Mm-hmm. Minister famously said years ago, mm-hmm. um, not having not having a, a, a real, you know, honest conversation with yourself. Mm-hmm. But but uh, and to address one other point there with Denny that he said, oh, um, Biden this, but he was the one who incre- uh, increased cost of fuel or caused it from fracking. The reality is, yeah, that's true. If, if the U.S. kept on fracking, prices would go down. Supply and demand is, is your is your uh, ratio for that. However. You, you just can't ignore the fact that fracking was destroying entire counties mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and communities where they were doing this. And then there's the Keystone Pipeline or whatever pipeline it was that they were blocking that too. That was going through native territory, spilling into into rivers and and and, and uh, lakes that mm-hmm. um, people were using for water supply, and there was all those dangers. So everything has to be. You can't look at it one side, and I think that that's where the conversation is. Yeah. There's no one easy solution. But mm-hmm. again, the other point where the U.S. is also affected these pricing is, is that they're saying, "Oh yeah, nobody can buy from communist countries like, for example, mm-hmm. Venezuela." But soon as soon as the, the the Ukraine war broke out and we had this problem getting oil from from Russia and the like, what happened? They went hand in hand to Venezuela and said, "Look, we're going to give you some concessions if you sell us some some fuels, but we're not gonna we're not gonna take your foot off your throat." But we, we ease the pressure up a little bit if you sell us some fuel. And that mm-hmm. is what, that's what the Biden administration has done. Yeah. Uh, as well as, and, and what all successive governments are going to be doing. In other words, they are the big bully in the sandbox. And you have to play by their rules. And if you don't have their stature, you have no chance. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. all of that has to be kept in the context. Now, right. like I said, I will close off by saying that I don't think we are three times over consuming. Uh, like I said, compared to Florida. But we definitely have plenty of room to better our um, energy consumption. And with that, I'll leave you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. So, um, Sandra, could I just make in one oh, more point? Oh, sorry, you're still there. Oh, hi. I, I, I stayed on to listen. Yes, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, because I'm hearing comments about people talking about government should get involved and government should lower prices. Let's remember 
that anytime the government gets involved in free market economy, there, there's always going to be some inefficiency of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I have a, if I, if uh, I'll use an, an, an example to, to illustrate my point. If I, if I'm in the apartment business and I'm renting apartments to people, right. Mm-hmm. And in my apartment complex, I have things like swimming pool and I, I have a swimming pool. I have a gym. I have mm-hmm. a laundromat. I have all of these amenities, and I'm charging three thousand dollars a month for rent. I'm just trying to figure out there, right? Mm-hmm. The government comes in and says, "Well, no, you can't charge that. You can only charge two thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars." Remember mm-hmm. to maintain the mm-hmm. pool and to maintain the maintain mm-hmm. the um, the laundromat and all those other amenities. They cost me money, right? So here's what's going to happen now. All right, well, gym lockup. We drain mm-hmm. the pool. Mm-hmm. Landscaping is not going to be done um, every month now. It'll be done every two or three months now. The quality of the place, the quality of the product is going to go down. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine now government goes into CUC and says to CUC, my, I'm not, I mean, some reasonable regulations are necessary, but if the government does what people are asking um, them to do to CUC, can you imagine now? Mm-hmm. How many blackouts we might get? Oh, you know, this engine failed. Oh, you know, we can't afford so many people on CUC, so we're going to let go some technicians. And I mean, I don't, I, you know, people want what they want until they get it, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. people need to be mindful of that. I, I think what your point was clear in terms of practical things that we can do is just mm-hmm. look. Mm-hmm. Accept the fact that we live in the Cayman Islands. Accept the fact that you have a 3,000, 4,000 square foot house. You have three, four refrigerators, flash mm-hmm. freezers in your mm-hmm. house. You have, you have a gaming system, electronics in every room. You have central AC in every room. Mm-hmm. You just have to accept the fact that if you want your bill to go down, then mm-hmm. that means you're going to have to feel the pinch a little bit. You're going to have to pinch from here and there. If yeah. you don't want to give up anything else, reduce yep. your consumption. Yeah. Feel some of the heat. Yeah. You know? And, and, anyway. and uh, uh, thank you, caller. I appreciate it. So, I mean, something has to give and take, right? So um, for me, th- this is my personal philosophy. I pay a mortgage on my home. Um, that's why I spend most of my time at home. Okay. Because when you're paying the mortgage, you got all these darn interest rates that you're paying. I'm not going out in these streets and giving anybody else more of my money than I really need to. This is really my philosophy. I'm not going out in no bar, sitting down for no happy hour and drinking happy hour on a Friday and running up a tab of four or $500. That four or $500, that's half my CUC bill right there. And I know people who every single Friday, I used to go and sit down with them and I had my one little Pepsi and my little water sipping on and the liquor that they would go through, the tab for happy hour every Friday. Oh, Sandy, come, come. We're at, we're at Rackham's right now. And when I saw that tab, I'm like, blouse and skirt, say what? This what people paying for liquor? And this was like 10, 15 years ago. I don't, I'm not doing that anymore. And I wasn't, I wasn't sitting down there drinking. I'm just looking at the tab. I'm like, you're paying, huh? you add that up for the month. That's a mortgage. That's more than your CUC bill. But y'all don't complain about those types of things. You're happy to sit down and spend it on liquor and smoking and whatever else, you know, sex. We're talking about paying for sex earlier. Whatever suits your fancy, you are willing to do it. Some of y'all live up in the salon. L- look at my jacked up nails, Lord Jesus. They need to be done from like three weeks ago. And I'm getting them done. I might go next week and I'll do Manny and Petty at the same time. The hair need to be done and I'm getting it done. We all have sacrifices to make. You know what somebody said to me this morning and I had to chuckle. 
Oh, these same people on social media complain about their bill, but I just see them coming from Miami shopping and living their best life. Are they up in Jamaica shopping and living? See, with everything killing them because they're on KX every turnaround, uh, but they need a break. CUC not paid, CNB not paid, Water Authority not paid, Logic not paid, but then they can go up in Walmart. Hot tamales. Yep. Person says, yep, I had one who used to work with me. And the day um, that day she can't worry about her bills and she needs a break. And that's their mentality. This, this is the same thing I'm talking about. A lot of her people just prioritizing all kind of wrongs. If you can jump on a plane and play plane ticket, um, hotel, rental car, shopping money, stay your backside home in your mortgage house, make that sacrifice and sort out your business, pay your bills first. We don't want to have those types of conversations because that's a little bit too real. That's a little bit too much of the cold hard truth. And sometimes they'd be the biggest complainers on social media. And I'd just be sitting there going, honey, uh, you know you need to make some sacrifices, right? Something's got to give. Now, what I've said here today, I'm not giving when it comes to comfort in my home. Because guess what? I pay in the bank and I want to be comfortable. This is a long-term investment. I want to be able to stay home, turn on my little TV, turn on my AC. But then I'm going to sacrifice. I'm not going out there shopping for clothes as often. I'm not going to be going to living up in the salon, <clears throat> right? I, I, I'm not going to the bar and spending no money on liquor. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get no man that I have to spend money on because that can cost a lot. I mean, I'm paying for that. All right, let's talk about this article that our Bermuda friend sent us. Danny, you exceeded your calls for the day. Now, you know, come on, four or five times a day, you're getting a bit much. I see you calling, but I, I need to read this article. Bermuda's electricity, second most expensive in the world, says this July 24th article in the Royal Gazette. Bermuda has the second most expensive electricity in the world in July 2023, according to electricrate.com. So it seems to me that y'all need to go and view electricrate.com. Let's copy the link and I'll put it in here for you. Go get your facts, honey child. Um, island residents paid 37 cents per kilowatt hour, far above the 14.2 cents global average. Um, what's the average in Cayman? Let me let me look at y'all bills now because some of y'all sending me some bills. So, oh, this one don't have the kilowatt on it. Hold on now, hold on, hold on. Um, who just sent me their bill? So the kilowatt in Cayman is uh, one point energy charge per kilowatt, one point three. All right. So the average global average is fourteen point two. And we're paying um, 0.13. What? No, 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 no. That's not right. Is that right? That can't be right. I, I, am I, is my math off on this one? Good morning, caller. Yeah, so Danny, what is the solution? What uh, is the solution? I can give you, I can give you Danny number so you two, you can talk solutions. <laughs> what is, me, listen to me. Look here, um, Sandra, you talk about somebody that missed Energy the forest for the trees. Charge. I mean, like, it's like, what are you saying, Danny? What are you saying? What are you saying? All right. right? We, like, we, what can, what control do we have over Biden? Like, what are you saying? Get to the point. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> Danny, I'm going to give the two of you each other's numbers and y'all can, y'all can sort that out. So I'm, I'm confused here now because. Island residents pay 37 cents per kilowatt hour, far above the, the 14.2 cent 
kilowatt average, but we're paying 0.13? No, 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 that can't be right. Hmm. Okay. Uh, l- let me let me let me make sure I'm comparing apples to apples because if that's the case, damn, Bermuda is beyond high. Wow. Okay. No wonder they gotta have a sixteen dollar uh, minimum wage. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Hamilton was ranked the most expensive city in the world. It was forty percent more expensive than New York City. more, which is the benchmark for the index. What? 40% more expensive than New York City. Hamilton, Bermuda? Please, Paul, invite me to your country. I want to see what quality of living you got over there that I'm going to be paying 40% more. Jeez, I'm peace. It says when the ranking is adjusted for purchasing power, Hamilton is 25% cheaper than New York City. Oh, because how far your money will go. Oh, okay. Ooh, honey, chill. The most expensive country for power was Germany, which comes in at 39 cents per kilowatt hour. Germany has faced a perfect storm of events that has forced up the cost of its already high-priced electricity. OMG, no way. Are you kidding me? It has a high dependence on expensive renewables? Say what? I thought renewables was the answer. Oh, well, excuse me. It has a high dependence on expensive renewables using Russia's natural gas, (laughs) which has been ending the use of nuclear power. Hmm. So renewables isn't the end-all and be-all of this? Oh, wow. There's another lesson in life. Hmm. What a hot mess. It says here that Bermuda's electricity is expensive for a number of reasons, including the relatively small size of the power plants, the need to ship in fuel, ding, 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 the lack of alternative generation, the lack of nuclear power, and limited competition. Wow. Mm-mm. Okay, so regionally it says in the Bahamas, residents spend an average of 31 cents per kilowatt hour, as did residents of the Cayman Islands. In Barbados, it was 28 cents, and in the and in Jamaica, it was 25 cents. Okay. So what is that point one? I need to I need to work that out because obviously they're pulling that, they're calculating that somehow differently. According to the survey, electricity in the U.S. was priced lower than the global average, though it was higher in some states. So New Jersey was at 21.6%. Uh, no, 21.6% New York. New Jersey was 16.32. Britain, residential electricity costs 27 cents per kilowatt. So Britain, not really that far off from the 31 cents that says that we're paying. What a hot mess. Uh, this person says, Sandy, <clears throat> they sent a copy of their bill. Thank you very much. They said, here's my current bill. We traveled for a week and a half in July. Consumption went down and hence my bill went down. My last bill was $428. This bill is $371. These people. And they say, yes, they spend their CUC um, bill on drinks on Fridays 
then complain when they can't pay CUC. Dummies, if you ever know how many Friday nights I stay home because the money not there. Well, I mean, I agree. Um, this person says, my concern is value for money. And some jobs, there's just too much person sitting on the ground on their phones, six, buck six bucket trucks and only two in the air working. We pay for this. And we also pay for the reliability of our service. So um, I forget who was saying earlier about rolling blackouts and all kind of stuff. You know, we don't have that lack of quality of service here. So I don't know what exactly what the bucket trucks are out there doing. I'm not saying there couldn't be more efficiency in terms of that. But, um, you know, CUC invests in its workers. I just saw something they posted about the workers um, getting some sort of a qualification, going on training, and all of that is at the expense of the company. Anyway, honey chill. Um, this person says, ask your BMU listener to send a copy of his light bill. Paul, would you be willing to share your light bill with us? Please. Let's see how much you're paying for electricity. And let's let's see what the usage is and the whole nine yards. Um Andy says, based on my bill, our total comes in at 32.5 cents a kilowatt. <laughs> Cameron says, Sandy's the only one Denny can argue with. Charles says, people don't have their priorities straight. Entitlement is all I can say. Living comfy is not free, y'all. And listen, you know, it's different for everyone. Because I see people, again, maybe for some people, it's not the uh, the... um electricity. It's not the drinking or whatever. But then I see them eating out every single day. They don't want to cook a, a pot of food that can last at least two meals. You know, I'm not a huge leftover person, but I can eat a couple of days worth of leftovers, um, especially if it's the right kind, because spaghetti always tastes better the next day. You know, they, they have a, a household of like 10 people and every day they're going to fast food restaurants and, and stock it up and, you know, buying all this stuff. I'm like, yo, cook yourself a pot of rice. Throw some chicken in there. Chicken is relatively cheap. You can't afford oxtail no more. So forget about the oxtail. That's now a luxury meat. Put some chicken, put some, some fresh vegetables in there, do something sauteed, fix it up, and eat less food. Because some of y'all are over-consuming even with the food that you eat. Look at the scale. Look at the round belly. They're getting bigger by the day. And y'all complain that you're broke. You're not broke, honey gel. Because your diet says that you are gluttonous and not broke. I'm just being honest. Right? Yeah. So we're over-consuming even in terms of what we're eating. And yet y'all complaining about you're broke. Mm. You're teaching your children to be gluttonous. Somebody, um, I don't want to name him, but he was complaining, oh, you know, he needs some food vouchers. And I said, okay, honey child. I can give you some food vouchers, but let me tell you something. I see your social media posts and I see how fat and unhealthy your kids are and how you're feeding them. Every time you get a couple dollars, you got to run to Casanova's and then post it on social media. Oh, look how good we eaten. I can't afford to do that. I, actually, I can afford to do it, but I don't do it because those are the sacrifices I'm making on the one end to not be able to complain about CUC on the other end or not go out there begging people for a food voucher. Because you eat home. Okay? 
And I said, start teaching your children. Even if you're at home cooking, they can't sit down and have two full plates of food. They might have one plate and be satisfied. They might have to understand what it means to feel a little hunger pang in your belly. Because most of these children now, they don't know what hunger is. They've never felt it. Because we, again, raising over consumers, raising gluttonous children who have no self-control whatsoever. Make them go get a summer job, bagging groceries, doing something, cleaning somebody's yard. And they can earn little money. And then you know when they earn their money? Um, hello, give mommy $100 of that to go towards your consumption in this house. Go towards us, UZ bill. That's how you do it, honey, chill. I know in high school, I was out there hustling and, and collecting cans on the streets, bottles and cans with my uncle to then go to the recycling place and her, hand that in so I can have a little spending money. Yep. One person says I work from home on certain days of the week. Guess what I cook on those days? Um, this person says renewable energy isn't cheap and it involves a dirty process to make solar panels, et cetera. Look at what is happening in the DRC. Artesian mining and industrial mining is literally killing the people of the DRC and the industrial mining is resulting in millions of trees and forests being cleared annually. Ooh, honey, chill. Some truth coming out yet today. So yes, there is a dirty side to this renewable push. It just so happens that the DRC has the high-grade cobalt that is needed to stabilize rechargeable batteries. And since it's in Africa, the world is willing to ignore the total degradation of the people and environment there. Ooh, Tesla, Apple, BMW, and other car manufacturers are getting cobalt from this region, and they ignore what's happening there. And before any environmentalists say that this uh, that there is clean or certified cobalt, that's BS. Woo, honey. Can't take the heat on that one yet today. What? No, sir. Damien says, same in Brazil with mining. Cameron says, two packs of meat for $8. Same as a bag of Doritos and a Pepsi. And the meat is going to stretch a lot longer. This person says, people need to read. They need to educate themselves. Wow. What a hot mess. All right, folks. Oxtail not ghetto no more, honey child. That stuff expensive these days. Um, nobody said to eat rice. You can eat vegetables. You can have your little vegetable garden growing and eat all the vegetables in the world. I'm not saying you have to eat rice. Mm -mm. No, Denny, I can't take any more calls. I got to go. I got a dental appointment. All right. Um, Perla says these kids listen to Beyonce, but I'm a survivor. Do they know what she's talking about? <laughs> Lord Jesus, folks. Have a beautiful weekend. In fact, don't, don't go yet because um, we have a sponsor. I want to tell you all about a new, if you feel like eating out and you want to spend a little bit of money, there's a new pizza business in place called um, Pizza Boat. I have had their pizza boat sh shaped like a boat. Um, pizza, the chicken, um, what's it called? Um, jerk chicken. Ooh, honey chow. You can't eat it all the time, but if you want a little bit of a treat, it is good. So I recently had an opportunity to go there and get in the kitchen and see exactly how it's made. So sit back, enjoy this little promo video and check them out, honey chow. And if you have a little bit of extra money and it's not going to break the bank, go and give them a call.
right, folks, we're here at a new pizza shop located in Queens Court Plaza, conveniently on the West Bay Strip, not far from the gym. You're close to St. Matthew's dormitories, lots of things in this plaza to keep you excited. And of course, we're excited to be stopping by today at Pizza Boat, which is pizza, pizza that is fusion fresh. So they are all about fresh ingredients and something with a twist called a pizza boat, which we're gonna check out here uh, in just a minute. But they've got a variety of different things, not just pizza. You've got like garlic breadsticks, you've got different pizza specials throughout the week, chicken, chicken wings, uh, you can get your combos with Pepsi and the whole nine yards. And the one thing that I'm absolutely excited about, because I've never seen this anywhere before, is this. Basically, it's a boat, a pizza boat, shaped like a boat, and then you can put whatever it is that you want on it. So they say build your own boat, and I'm gonna be building today the jerk chicken boat, which I am told is the most popular one that is on the menu. So we're gonna come on in, ample space if you guys wanna come in here and eat. There's like counter space, there's a full menu. That's like pretty cool. I like how they have done the menu design. Everything kinda of has that shape of the logo, which is pizza, boat, and of course, You've got different variety of pizzas that you can choose from. We're gonna find out what some of the options here are just in a second. And um, some side items such as pasta, chicken tenders, chicken wings, and so on also available. So pop by and visit them and we're gonna get all the details on uh, what they have to offer. So everything looks fantastic. And of course, don't forget to stock up on your merchandise. There's the boat right in here. So let's go on now and check it out. All right, folks, so we are here with Dazmi at Pizza Boat, a brand new way to eat and enjoy pizza. Fusion Fresh is their motto. And we're gonna do something special today that you probably have never seen with a, with a pizza shop here in the Cayman Islands before. I'm gonna go behind the line in the kitchen to see how it's made. Now this particular one is super interesting because it is a like a boat shape boat shape pizza. pizza yes i mean i love this concept and i love the idea and obviously it fits with your name pizza boat <laughs> yeah. so you're gonna walk me through how this is made sure yeah? all right okay come, so, come this yes way. absolutely so i know y'all dying to see me in the kitchen and look at this you're gonna now see me in um you know in a pizza kitchen so this is so much fun so we've okay, already so started making the dough. Yeah, so that's you just made that. Uh-huh. And that's freshly made. All fresh ingredients. Fresh ingredients. Yes. Okay, nice. And they come in different sizes. They come in medium and small. And small. Okay. Eight inches and twelve inches. Eight and twelve inches. Yes. Okay. Alright. So, so um young lady, your name? Carrie Ann. Carrie So Carrie Ann started the dough and she's put a little bit of cheese on it already. You can see this was like kind of her kneading station and stuff over here. So we're going to see what else we can do. I think we're going to do jerk chicken. Yes. Is yeah, the one that we're going to try. All right. So this is super, super, super exciting. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with the medium size. Yes. Um, on the edges, the cheese goes around. So it'd be a stuffed crust. When you bite into it, you're going to yeah. feel the cheese stringing out. Ah, okay. So start. Wow, look at this, folks. This is the first. You get to see the magic as it happens. Wow, that's pretty cool. 
very nice. So it's a, it's a crust, like a stuffed crust. It's a stuffed crust, yes. Okay, I like that idea. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Alright, so we need to wet the edges. Gotta wet the edges so that you can put it together. Yes, beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Ah, I like it. And you roll the edges, yes. Nice. There's a, there's a technique to this, folks. Yes. Takes a little bit of practice, I'm sure, right? Yes, it yes. does. <laughs> just one goal. Yeah. To get it just right. And then she's going to seal it a little bit by wetting the edges. And then she rolls it in a bit, looking good. And you're starting to set up the actual shape now. Yes. of the boat a little bit wow this is pretty cool gorgeous yeah yes and then you're gonna start to seal it okay nice Okay, so we're going to apply our sauce. Okay. Which is the base. Yes. What what's the um what's the special ingredients to make the sauce the base good? What do you think is the secret to make sure that's really good? Just fresh ingredients. Homemade special. All the homemade, yeah. Okay. You gotta have the right ingredients for sauce, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yes, we're going down to our make line. Okay, so Which this is, now is like your assembly line, right? So this yes. is where you put all your ingredients together. Yes. Um, and tell me what makes, um, have you worked for other pizza places before? Yes, I work with Papa John. Okay, so what makes um, the ingredients you have here a little bit different than maybe some other places? Is it the type what? of ingredients, the freshness? The what do you freshness. Think? The freshness, yes. Yeah. Okay. okay, very good. All right, so now we're going to apply our jerk chicken. Yes. All right. So we... We apply the jerk chicken so it don't come on top. Yes. So I decided then, to go with jerk chicken. Uh -huh. Yes. Yes. Okay. So moving forward, we're going to apply our cheese. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Next, we're going to use our onions. Okay. Beautiful. Then our mushrooms. Okay. Nice. And then our roasted pepper. Okay. And you use these little measuring cups to make sure yes, you have the, sure right have the right amount. Yes, to make sure the right measure, right. Yeah. 
very nice. Okay. So yes. Okay, so now we're going to go over to the oven mm -hmm. and wait on it to come out. Beautiful. Alright folks, so my um, boat pizza is starting to come out. I'm excited to see what this looks like. This is a very unique concept. I mean, obviously there's nobody else making boat pizzas in Cayman, so this is pretty cool. Um, because it is obviously fresh dough, raw dough, it's got to take time to go through the oven properly and to cook properly and everything as well. So the oven does... Uh, the grill and the little wheels take their time because you want to make sure that it's you know at the correct temperature for health and safety reasons but this looks amazing look at this here it comes wow this is so cool nice it almost kind of reminds me like between a calzone and a pizza the concept but it's still so unique right so look at that folks this might be your first time ever seeing a boat pizza isn't that unique and different do you normally like does one person sit down and eat this or no. you can share can share yeah it's a lot That's of pizza a medium size yeah this is a lot of dough so you cut it in half and you probably share it a couple slices very nice all right she's gonna grab it there Beautiful. Oh. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm, it smells good. So now what we do is put olive oil uh -huh. on the crust. On the crust. Ah. Give it a touch of olive oil. Right. For better taste. Yes, okay. Nice. Mm. Looks good. And do you cut it up or you just yes. leave we it? We put it into the box. Yeah, in first. the box first. This is okay. the medium size. Mm -hmm. And we put it in here. Okay. And then we cut one. Three. And then down and the then middle. The middle. Ah, cool. Ah, nice. So basically, it's like eight slices. Yes. Okay. Oh, but it's a little bit big. Beautiful. Oh my gosh, that smells amazing. Looks good and smells yes. amazing. All right, folks, this is the final product. And by the way, they give you some extra sauce that is actually in the box for dipping purposes. So you're gonna definitely have an amazing time.
And we just heard that anybody who tries this boat pizza comes back for second and thirds and they just love it as their all time favorite. This looks amazing and cannot wait to dig in. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So of course the ingredient for every pizza, you have to start with good dough. And I understand that we have a gentleman here who is like the dough master. It's like he's gonna be, I don't know, the master of all doughs. And we're gonna see exactly how you go from this to actually getting a pizza crust. So this is pretty cool and exciting. all in the wrist it looks like <laughs> look at that folks that's how the magic happens wow Perfect size. That's pretty cool. And that's how it's done. beginning of good pizza good dough good sauce and then super fresh ingredients starting with his cheese base and then of course depending on what type of pizza you're ordering we've got all sorts of options that you can put and add on wonderful nice that's pretty cool like that. Gorgeous. All right, so Pizza Boat offers uh, pizza delivery options and we've got our friendly delivery driver here. Hello. Hi, welcome to Pizza Boat. My name is Angelo. Uh, we do delivery from Georgetown to West Bay, just 30 to 45 minutes. Delivery is free? Yeah, delivery is free. Okay, awesome. Thank you.
you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 